What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flagrant, and today we're gonna find out uh, what the f FTX is, okay? What's an FTT? Okay, we're gonna find out how they convinced uh, Tom Brady to give all of his money to them. We're gonna find out how they convinced Miami Heat to give them the damn arena to name, and how they got Larry David to be in a Super Bowl commercial, and then how they squandered $10 billion wow. somehow and why a guy worth $26 billion would be having sex with a girl that looks like she designs costumes for The Incredibles. <laughs> We're gonna figure out all of this <coughs> with the one and only. Maybe the guy who started it, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Mm -hmm. The reason we're in, the reason we're invested, mm -hmm. not the pizza boy, the pizza man, <laughs> Anthony Pompey! Talk to us, Pumps. Y'all gotta get the fuck out of New York because it is freezing yes. here. <laughs> this is right. You are right about this. Uh, you are is, right about is this. Is New York a term for crypto that you use? It. <laughs> I also think when people see me on the podcast, they should ask themselves, is this the top or the bottom? Because that's the only two times I come on. <laughs> I, I was just, we're gonna mark tops yeah. and mark bottoms yeah. of my appearances. I was telling them, I was like, I really admire it. Yeah. I admire that you came in. Your people could run away. They could not be part of it. Do, do you want to know why I came? Talk to us. T two reasons. One, uh, hey, Bye. listen, let's talk about it. We gotta, we gotta fucking talk about it. Let's talk about it. Whatever. Okay. But the second thing was, my wife was like, oh, you're gonna go for the day. The whole thing, I said, listen, I saw Andrew Schultz, when everyone was going at Rogan, he stood up and he said, yo, fuck this. I know this guy. He's not a racist. I'm cool with it. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I said, oh, look, if he's gonna go bat for people, I'll go fuck it and let's go talk about whatever they wanna talk about. Hopefully, we don't talk about anything I don't wanna talk about. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you just said, but I'm with you, man. And we can't, and we can't pr promise you that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. First of all, we have to understand what's going on. Please explain to us what FTX was, what Alameda was, yeah. and Sam Bankman Freed, what he did with these companies. So we're still learning everything, right? Okay. So everything is based on what we know right now. But basically, uh, Sam used to work at Jane Street, uh, which is a trading firm on Wall Street. Uh, he was like, yo, I can make money in crypto. He subscribes to this idea of effective altruism and basically like, make as much money as you can to do as much good in the world as you can. Yeah, so, yeah. That's a, yeah. hey, <laughs> everyone's a liar. <laughs> everyone's a liar. <laughs> Hey, I want to make $10 billion to help people. <laughs> what a fucking load of shit. <laughs> All right, so that's what he said. Yeah. And so he we starts out- We into that. Unbelievable. <laughs> Larry David, you fucking goofy. <laughs> fucking so idiot. So he starts out, he's basically trading back and forth. You could buy Bitcoin on one exchange in America. You could go sell it in another country for a different price. He would just profit So he found some arbitrage there. Arbitrage. I think it was in Japan. Like, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just doing over and over and over again. That was the beginning of Alameda Research. Just think of it as a trading firm, right? Like a hedge fund? For Hedge crypto? fund, trading firm, whatever you want okay. to call it. And at some point, uh, they were like, hey, this is a good game, but like the exchanges, that's an even better game. And for people who don't know anything about these exchanges, one of the key pieces is you have to have liquidity. So if you start an exchange, you need people to trade there, right? Because if people show up and they want to trade, they're like, hey, I'll sell Bitcoin, but no one wants to buy it, then you're screwed. Because you have to hold the Bitcoin until someone else buys it. You as just the need exchange. buyers and sellers to meet. Yeah. And so you could do that a lot of different ways. You could be really good at marketing and getting people there. You could have some sort of uh, better economics for people, like an incentive or whatever. They had an ex uh, exchange and then they had the hedge funds. So they could provide liquidity. So it was a very liquid market early on. So a lot of people would show up. It also didn't hurt that a lot of people, supposedly when they were showing up, were making a lot of money. 
So if you're a trader and you're like, hey, I can go trade on all these different exchanges, but I always make money on this one. Well, this one sounds like a good one. It's kind of like a sports book, right? If you're gambling all the time and you're like, oh, but I always went at this sports book. We're going back. They get all your business, right? Yeah. So that started to happen. Uh, and and then, real quick, an exchange is a place where people can buy crypto, sell crypto, and also store crypto, right? You're not supposed to leave it there, but yes, people do leave it on the exchanges. Uh, because think about it, if you're trading, especially yeah. the traders, right? If you're trading, you don't know if a couple hours from now you're gonna wanna buy, sell, do nothing, whatever. So, so you it's annoying it. to take it all the way off, put it back up, so you leave it up there. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of people leave it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so as this was building up, he built it into you know $32 billion company, FTX, uh, raised a bunch of money, had not really that many employees, a couple hundred employees, but for a $32 billion company, not that many. Uh, and then it like all fell apart over the last two weeks. And now people are, are waking up and they're like, oh shit, like they took away the alcohol. No one's drunk anymore on all the profits. Like what the hell happened? And that's where we are now. Okay, so what did happen? How did they go from thirty-two billion dollars <laughs> to absolutely nothing? Yeah, that's pretty tough to do. Yeah. Really. So remember, thirty-two billion is basically like a fake number, right? It's kind of like uh, if we all start a company together and uh, we come to you and we're like, uh, our company's worth a hundred million, and you give us a dollar and you say yes, it's worth a hundred million dollars. Like now we're all like, oh, we have a hundred million dollar company, but like mm-hmm. that's just because we convinced you that it was worth a hundred million dollars. Right? Got you. So it's the evaluation. So if it's worth a hundred million dollars and I give you a million dollars, I own one percent of that company. Cor- correct. At that evaluation. But like at that valuation. Some, yeah, yeah. Somebody else may be like, it's not worth a hundred million. It's worth fifty million. Right. Somebody else may be like, you guys are all morons. That's a worthless company. This always happens on Shark Tank. Correct. The guys come in and they they say you get ten percent for a million dollars, and they're like, you're. You're giving yourself a $10 million valuation. I don't agree. Correct. Mm, So 32 billion was the valuation of the company itself, which people were giving real money. They they invested billions of dollars, but the 32 number was just the valuation of the company. Uh, And so what basically occurred was uh, people were giving them money on the exchange to buy and sell uh, crypto. And in their terms of service, it said, we don't touch the coins that you give us. So if you have Bitcoin on our exchange, we leave it there. If you have Ethereum, we leave it there. If you have stable coins, we leave it there. We don't touch it. And so one of the things that uh, does go on in crypto, it also goes on in traditional finance. Uh, and we've talked about on past episodes, like if you put your dollars in the bank, what do they do? They, they lend it lend on it back, out, right? 100%. There are crypto companies that do the same thing, but FTX said, we don't do that. And so people believe them. Hmm. And so then How it came out- how are they making money? They take a spread. So like, uh, I want to sell Bitcoin, you want to buy the Bitcoin, they take like a fee or a spread, sometimes both. And so uh, it came out that at some point over the last couple of years, uh, Sam, the FTX team, whoever, allegedly was like, oh, why don't we take the user funds and like bring it over here to the hedge fund? Which is Alameda. Correct. And so it's unclear, like, were the, was there legal documentation that it was a loan? Did they just, like, move it? The degree of uh, uh, intentionality versus they would describe it as a mistake, like, you can imagine there's a big bankruptcy filing. So, like, now lawyers are involved. Like, yeah. it's all going to come out. So do, yeah. we, do we know if they moved the funds or if they took a loan on the, on the creator funds? What I think is clear is that, like, $8 billion, like, wasn't where it was supposed to be. I think it's maybe the best way to say it. Right. And how it got to the the wrong place, I think Probably there's uh, uh, s- some uh, debating going on right now. Now, is is it, I read something about them backing that, let's call it a loan or whatever it is, with their own token. Yeah, is so that true? Because so they had a token, right? FTT is... This is where it gets kind of crazy. So like, imagine, again, go back to that example. We have a $100 million company that we all created. We got an investor to invest at that valuation. And then he was like, all right, cool. Like, what are the assets of the business? 
and we're like, well, we have uh, some computers, we have some desks, and then like, we literally just have a stack of papers that we just like ripped out of a notebook and they're just sitting here and like, that's an asset. And they're like, well, what's it worth? Be like, well, we sold some of those pieces of paper to somebody else for $100 a piece of paper. And be like, okay, like why do they think it's worth 100? Well, that's what the market says it's worth. It's not paper, they just created coins. Like they literally just like got coins that they created, FTT. Now, there was uh, an advantage if you held it. So some of these exchanges do have coins and what they'll say is things like, uh, if you have our coin, uh, you may get lower fees on the exchange and they try to create like value. So you trade in your Bitcoin for FTTs and then they pay you to hold the FTTs. It's like a casino kind of thing. Like A few different exchanges did this. I think uh, <clears throat> Block5 might be one of them. Yeah, right. so BlockFi. <laughs> <laughs> Block- <Papito! laughs> you want to air all your problems? <laughs> no, I'm just saying you got me into crypto, so I have some idea of what you're saying, yeah. which is rare, and I know different ways in which you fucked me. So just. <laughs> <laughs> so, I still believe long term, but you've, you know, you fucked me gently. <laughs> BlockFi doesn't have BlockFi doesn't have a token, but there are other ex- actual exchanges. So Binance has a token, FTX had a token, etc. And uh, what became kind of weird is like if you control the money supply essentially of FTT and you give it to someone and you say, "Hey, uh, I'll give you five hundred million dollars of this token. Give me a loan or give me some value. Uh, I invest the token now. I own equity in your business. Like all these different things. It's pretty brilliant, actually. If the token is worth what you say it's worth. Okay, it's crazy, but like, okay. The problem, what eventually happened is CZ, CEO of Binance, was just like, I don't think that I'm going to hold this anymore. And he tweeted it, which like- So Binance is another- Exchange. Exchange. Yeah. The biggest competitor of FTX. Correct. And it looks like he intentionally tried to affect FTX's bottom line or business or tank the whole company. It appears that way. CZ doesn't seem to be a stupid guy, yeah. and uh, uh, he basically had a kill shot, and I think he took it. And right? why it's, did it's he have a kill shot? Like, they helped seed FTX year, years ago, mm-hmm. so he was an investor, and so he got bought out of his position, and he publicly said that they got paid uh, in, in stablecoins and some of these other tokens, these FTT tokens. So he was sitting on like $500 million worth of the token. And he realized. And what he tweeted was just like— uh, Due to recent uh, information, because there's an article that CoinDesk uh, published, he goes, uh, we're going to be selling our position. But we've got $500 million. That's a big position. You tell people you're going to sell it. Well, everyone else goes, maybe I'll sell before he sells. (laughs) Now, I heard uh, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, try to buy the position at like $22 a coin from, what's his name, is CZ? CZ. From CZ. And then CZ said no because- he didn't want it to get purchased. He wanted to flood the market. There was a public tweet from the CEO of the hedge fund, uh, which, again, this is where you start getting into a little bit of conspiracy land. Like, yeah. uh, why did she tweet $22 was the price of the token at the time? Yeah. Like, was that an important number? And so did they kind of reveal or tip their hand? And, and so, like, the one thing in crypto is, like, there are millions and millions and millions of people around the world that are playing this game slash in this industry, trading, whatever. These people are not dumb. Yeah. And so if they think that there's an opportunity to make money by uh, arbitraging something or by like yeah. basically screwing somebody yeah. in terms of like the market, like they're gonna at least try. Yeah. 
And so that's ultimately what happened. It unraveled the whole thing. Uh, and pretty much within like a week, they filed for bankruptcy. Mm. And wasn't there a leak that came through Coindesk that basically kind of blew all of it up before the tweet? And how did that leak come out? I don't know who leaked it. Um, what was the leak? It was the balance sheet of the hedge fund. Ooh. So like basically saying like- The hedge fund is Alameda. Alameda, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, they have all these assets, but a lot of them are in this token that is their token. Like kind of like revealed more information. Uh, there's a guy, Ian Allison at Coindesk, who in my opinion, like this is the story of for sure the year, if not probably the decade, uh, when it comes to kind of this new like digital world. And uh, he's not going to get as much credit as he should, but uh, it wasn't like the mainstream media. It wasn't uh, a regulator. It wasn't like somebody supposedly from the industry leaked the balance sheet to a reporter in the industry. He published it. And then like the free market took over. Interesting. Right? And then you have CZ. He's got well, the CZ kind of swayed it a little. Like, he kind of started that run. That's the mar- he's a market participant, right? Yeah, it's right. it's kind of like free market uh, dynamics uh, play. Now, the sad part, and I think we should call it, is like a lot of people got hurt in this, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people who lost money. There's yep. a lot of people who got duped. There's a lot of people who thought this was one thing. It turns out it's not. So, like, free market is like this interesting dynamic. Because, like, <laughs> technically, I've said that, like, the free market's the judge, jury, and executioner. But, like, there's collateral damage as well. And so this happens in finance to a degree. But if in finance, let's say a stock goes down too fast. Like, remember during COVID, like, the stocks, they'd be falling. Like, they look like shit coins, right? Uh, They have something called um, a circuit breaker, where if the stock falls, I think it's like 8%, they basically just say timeout. And the stock stops trading for 15 minutes. Like, everyone catch your breath. And then if it falls again, they they stop it. And then if I think it's like 20%, they shut off the trading of that for the day. So it's not just this one-day race to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, very rarely will you see it. Now, now in aftermarket trading, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that can happen. But, like, there's controls around the trading of the uh, assets because they've seen this stuff happen in the past where things can go from worth a lot to basically nothing in seconds. Now, isn't that an argument for regulation? I know one of the beautiful things about crypto and one of the things that was so exciting about it was that it was not— Regulated, it was not. It didn't have like that central bank system that we have here, and that freedom that people talk about. I'm sure you spoke about many times. But I feel like this experience right here is a perfect example of where regulation could have helped. Yeah, well, there's two things. So first, you can't confuse Bitcoin with like all this other stuff, right? So Bitcoin is a decentralized kind of electronic peer-to-peer. All this other stuff is. It's finance. Yeah, it's finance. No, no, but, but it's like sim- more similar to the dollar. It's like the dollar. 100%. Like what you were describing with FTT, I was thinking, yeah. how is that not fiat? Yeah, it, basically these people have become central banks. And, and the, the thing about that is like if you are a central bank, you're going to need regulation in place. So yes. they were central banks without regulation. And what would somebody do if they just had a printing press for money? Well, it's even, I think, worse than that. So like Bitcoin is kind of in a league of its own. It is this decentralized thing. It an asset isn't regulated, right? Like the dollar doesn't get put in jail. The dollar isn't fined. It's the companies and the organizations uh, and, the, and the people who deal with dollars, they're regulated in the traditional financial world. So the asset is just an inanimate object. Same with Bitcoin. Bitcoin's just a system. You can't regulate it. There's nobody to put in well, jail. Well, there is a regulation, right? There's an amount. That, I would call that a regulation. Oh, the code, yeah. The, the code basically says it'd be 21 million Bitcoin. Yeah, and, and maybe Correct. that's all you need to create the value. So it, it's like a self-regulated The system. reason why it's the most valuable is because it has a regulator on it. Yeah, it's decentralized, it's the most secure. And also I think that there's like the the least amount of fuckery, which I think is a really key piece to this because what we'll see on on this other stuff is like they just recreated finance. And yeah. 
I don't go as far as maybe some of the the hardcore Bitcoin like maximalist people will go. They'll be like, it's all worthless. It's all stupid. It's all the stuff. I just look at it as like people are going to create these financial systems, whether we like it or yeah. not, right? Yeah. They're going to do it. Yeah. But what the central bank idea of like just creating your own tokens, to your point, like there's no disclosure rules at the same level that there is in the legacy financial system. But FTX was regulated. They had a regulated entity in the United States. They had a regulated entity in the Bahamas. Now you could argue how good were the regulations in either place? Should they have been better? Whatever. But there's details coming out now that like the auditors didn't know this was happening. So you kind of have to ask yourself, like if you go to a company, you say, send me your audited financials and they send them to you. Like what else do you want? This is like if you're an athlete and you could beat USADA. You know what I mean? Like every every year they find a way to get the roids in the system without being detected. And they're and like, here, they're, I passed my drug test. You passed. Mm. So they were passing the drug test even though they were on the roids. They don't like right before you run the 100-meter dash at the Olympics, they're not like, take you know, blood. take the, take yeah, the blood yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. right? So like there, there's a little bit of that going on, which again, more details will come out. And I think it's important uh, that we find that out over time. But also like the regulations don't always stop bad people. Like, if you remember, Bernie Madoff was regulated, mm. right? So part of regulation, which is, which is interesting, is, like, if people are just flat out lying, usually, almost 100% of the time, they get caught. But what we find out is, like, they're able to trick the rules or the regulators for some period of time. And so you can't just say, oh, if it's regulated, it's 100% all good. And what I think in this situation is that like this grew so fast. There were so many different types of organizations involved from investors to the people they did commercials with, like all this stuff. People just were like, no one even asked the question of like, could the audited financials be wrong? Could this information be wrong? Could they just be potentially misleading people? So here's what I'm not making the connection on. seems like we're kind of saying CZ drove the value down intentionally by saying, you know what, this $500 million, I don't think it's worth that. I'm backing out. Did he do that to potentially, I don't know, fuck FTX over and just say it? Or did he see something and FTX was doing a lot of shady shit? You see what I'm saying? Like, there's, It seems like there's a bit of a disconnect. Where it seems me, like we're it's kinda- probably all of the above. Like, in these situations, I think people love to have just, like, a black and white, like, yeah. good person, bad person, uh, they did this, and this is why, it, like, the end result happened. Yeah. But I think what ends up happening is, like, uh, CZ says, hey, I got a bunch of these tokens. I don't think the token's really worth anything, so I'm going to sell them. Okay, that, like, creates part of the problem. Then it happens that it exposes this other problem, which then compounds, and, like, then you get this, like, cascading effect, and the whole thing falls apart. So I, I read a little bit, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but— <laughs> Uh, I read that the goal for SBF. Schultz with the internet connection is yeah, the yeah, most dangerous yeah, yeah, man yeah, yeah. in America. <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something. It was a lot of grammar and spelling mistakes in this article. And that made me believe it even more. I was like, yo, this guy's excited to get this piece out. Like, this piece needs to get printed today. So, uh, and basically, he was saying that it was going over these donations. A lot have been made about the donations that uh, SBF and FTX and uh, I guess Alameda have, have made, not only to the Democratic Party, but also to the Republican Party. And of course, any liberal outlet goes, he's just donating to the Republicans and already conservatives, like 100%. 50 million to the liberals. Okay, doesn't matter. I have 70 million in total to uh, people in political positions of power. And and verbally had committed that uh, he was thinking about doing a, a billion, billion in 2024. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he he, they, he was second in donations to George Soros to the Democratic Party that year. Wow. Yeah. 
five million to Biden, which is crazy. Well, he didn't give to both parties. One of his guys Mm. gave to the conservatives. One of the big questions, and and I'm not uh, smart enough, nor have I looked into it enough, but like I do wonder how many corporations, if you went and you looked at them plus all their employees, everybody. Like, and some of it's just like, hey, uh, if you're the president and you're the CEO of a company, like you two just may have different politics. So you just give to the party that you support. Yeah. Some of it maybe is like more coordinated. I don't know. It's the politics that help the business, I assume. Yeah. You of know, course. like if you're in the lumber business and one candidate is like, yo, we should chop down some trees. You're like, I'd like to put some money in that guy's pocket. I've always thought that politicians, uh, they should have to disclose as they do uh, who is the biggest donors. And then let's say that you're a politician and you get in because the pharma industry like backs you. You shouldn't be able to to have a voice in creating regulation for the pharma industry. That's interesting. Right? Like, like basically say like, hey, you can take money from whoever you want, take as much as you want. Your voice is gone. (laughs) But you have to like abstain from the regulation of the industry that paid you to get in there. Yeah. In the words of Chris Rock's really good. And they ain't gonna do nothing that fucking dumb. Yeah. The one politician's gonna pass that law. It's like, yeah, let me take the money out of my pocket. Bro, they can still day trade stocks. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. So so basically the uh what I what what I was reading is that um CZ saw that FTX had close connections and was trying to become the first like legal regulated exchange by the United States government. And they would have a huge advantage in the space if they were that. And he saw maybe it was a little bit closer than most people thought. And I mean, they have, obviously there's a, I think a close connection to one of the people that is on the SEC or the chairman of the SEC through, I think Caroline was the girl. Um, SBF has, you know, political family members or people who have like, I think raised money for Democrats Mm -hmm. in different parts. So they had these connections. You good? All right. And, um, and basically, and basically he thought that he was going to use those connections to regulate that one. And then he would be fucked. So he's like, I have to go nuclear right now before they end up getting regulated. Yeah, the regulation is so crazy because, like, we have publicly traded exchanges in America. There's yeah. publicly traded exchanges in Canada and other places around the world. And so, like, I think that when people look at this industry and they say there's no regulations, like, that's not an accurate statement in my opinion. Like, then if, why are they in the Bahamas? Well, there's regulation there, but I think there's a big difference between the regulation in America versus the regulatory environment there. So what people basically do is they go, like, regulation shopping. And what they're doing is they're like, hmm, who's got who's Which got the country? ones that are best? Uh, and, and now to, to the opposite side, right? Because you, when you look at these situations, it's easy to have the bombastic take of like, everyone's bad or everyone's good. But I always look at it as like, if you're the country and you're trying to create a certain type of economic development or growth, you have a carrot and a stick. You have taxes, you have regulation. Yep. So you can punish people or you can incentivize them. Yep. Puerto Rico in America, we basically were like, if you move to Puerto Rico, you live there for a while, like you ain't got to pay taxes. Why? We want people to move there so that they will invest in the country, in, in yep. the uh, uh, territory and do all the stuff. So a lot of these other countries are like, well, shit, why don't we, we create regulation yeah. that will incentivize these people to move? So in that sense, like you can understand the incentive side. But I think the the downside to it is like if you're still uh, using customer funds on the platforms and it creates problems or at least these situations, then people are like, yo – that's not the ultimate goal. Like, if you actually believe that doing the right thing by the customer, which I believe, I think most people uh, in the industry believe, then you've got to believe that regulation has to meet some criteria in order to ensure people are doing what they're saying they're doing. Mm. I'm curious, if the leak never came out or CZ never made that tweet, could FTX have just kept on floating on like they were? That's like the multi-trillion dollar question, yeah. right? Like, what would, like, no, if nothing stimulated the run, basically, they could have just continued to... 
like take out like uh, user funds with no cost to themselves, right? It's impossible to know what would have happened, but I, I think what um, what this goes back to is like, so use the FTX situation, like put it in a box and say like, all right, we, we kind of sort of understand what's happening there, whether more details will come out. But I think what uh, this really shows, and, and you've seen people talking about it online, is like take a system like Bitcoin compared to this. In the FTX situation, people could take the user funds and no one knew, mm-hmm. right? It was like hard to tell. But with Bitcoin, Shut it's up. like very clear. <laughs> it's like very clear. You can watch them shit move on the fucking blockchain. Yeah. yeah. Right? So yeah. can they create a circuit breaker within their own exchange? That's what I read. That Not a circuit breaker, but I, I read that they created a backdoor. There was like SBF and another dude, and they did the code as well. Yeah. And they created a backdoor to like flow the money over to Alameda. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. But the crazy thing about this whole Bitcoin, not even Bitcoin, like crypto thing is like for fucking years, everybody's been saying, hey, you can't get away with anything. It's minted on the blockchain. Where's this fucking blockchain that shows exactly yeah. what SPF is doing? And, not SPF. The <laughs> SPF and then the rest of them are doing. Like, where is this proof? It should be there, right? Yeah. Wait, what happened to the $10 billion? That's the thing. Because that money existed. But, like, se- separated out, you have, like, the Bitcoin system, which is this decentralized thing that everyone's really excited about. And, like, in, in my mind is that is what we were promised, yeah. right? Is a blockchain that is truly decentralized. That's this global system. There is no CEO. There is no centralized control. Uh, and it's something that uh, you can take control. You take self-custody of the assets. No one else has them. Like, there's all these benefits to it. And then, like, everything else is basically just recreating finance. And so just like there's bad people doing bad things in regular finance, there's going to be bad people doing bad things in like crypto world. And so I think just like separating those and and like one is a decentralized transparent system, which is like what everyone was promised. And then, of course, people were like, yo, we could just go recreate finance and do it like all around the world with these coins. And so, again, people are going to play that game whether we like it or not, uh, but that's where the problems come in, right? Because now you just recreated finance. So imagine if you had centralized entities that could create their own money, like – uh, I bet Who you bad shit it? would happen. Right? Yeah. Mm. So I mean, you said, I'm sorry, you said the 10 billion was actually there at one time. I thought it was just the evaluation no, of the company. No, user funds. They had 10 billion yeah. actual dollars. 32 billion was the value of the company, and they had 10 billion of user funds. Unclear what they still have left. There, I've seen oh, estimates that they're missing 1 billion, 2 billion. I saw one that said 8 billion. I had to read that three times to make sure I was reading it right. They're like, missing 8 billion. Yeah, I saw, it's, it's unclear. Weren't there like DMs uh, of the guy that they they kind of came out and he was like, oh yeah, I just come up with like $6 billion or some shit like that. Yeah, I, I mean, but again, it even goes yeah. to like uh, down in the Bahamas, like now it's coming out that there was like use of amphetamines. Right, and they had like uh, a doctor who allegedly was uh, prescribing medicine, like all this stuff. And it's like, okay, uh, if you went to Wall Street in like the 80s or 90s, yeah, there right? was some, there was some, like they're just doing cocaine on the table, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and so, like, in some ways, a lot of the like non Bitcoin part of this whole industry is just recreating a lot of what already happened in finance, but now it's just like 20 to 35 year old kids being like, mm-hmm. like, basically, I missed it, let's do it again, yeah, you're not right? like institutions, that, yeah, that's the thing about humans is like, we will. The reason why history is cyclical is because we'll repeat the same things over and over again. If there's an opportunity to make money without doing much, we're gonna find it and we're gonna exploit it by the same things, greed, it's greed, it's yeah. greed. It's it, and we were talking about this before, but like, to me, I'm, I'm reading this and I'm like, holy shit, is this the 2008 financial collapse all over this again? Is made off in the exact. Oh, you think this is made up? See, I think this is 2008. It's like both. Or maybe it's both. It's but got like, like ingredients of both. But the reason why I thought it was 2008 is because the subprime mortgages were FTT. 
Mm. That token, which was yeah, a useless yeah, yeah, thing yeah, that was yeah, pegged yeah. to a valuable thing. Yeah. Mm. And then everybody believed it was valuable because it was making them money. Yeah. I believe these subprime mortgages are worth something because uh, you can't lose money owning a home. Yeah. And the second that dipped, mm. now all of a sudden, well, I got to come for that home. Oh, mm. there, are, there are no more yeah, homes. As soon as there's a proxy between like the thing that's actually valuable, and, and I guess in 2008, it's like the CDOs, like those like consolidated debt obligations. Yep. It's like, yeah, we just dump all this shit in this little bin, and then that's actually what you're buying. You know? yep. Somebody's oh, watching this right now being like, what do these motherfuckers know about CDOs? No, we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the part is that you guys are way smarter than most but, people think. But <laughs> until you said that, nobody knew that we didn't know. And now, <laughs> uh, but now they all know. Hey, we'll but, cut it out. Yeah, we'll we can cut, cut that out. Yeah, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that part. And we're back. But real quick, just say like, and I, I guarantee that this has happened throughout history is yeah. there's a the quickest way to make money is by creating value in something that is otherwise valueless, right? I mean, like snake oil salesmen, that's what they're doing, right? They're going down the river and they're selling some bullshit. You think it's worth something to make a lot a lick and then you get the fuck out of here because eventually the bottom's going to fall out of it. And okay, it's sad at the same time. It's, it's sad that humans repeat the same thing every time, but it also kind of makes me happy that it is a human flaw, in a weird way. Like, there's not just like one, you know what I mean? Like, like you hear about like uh, power dynamics, right? It's just yeah. like, it's a function of humanity. Put any human next to the opportunity to make a bunch of money doing absolutely nothing, we're gonna fucking do it. PPP loans, we're gonna do it. The, Crypto, we're gonna do it. It's like- the Percentages it, now that are coming out of like the PPP loan stuff. Oh, it's crazy. Wild. But also like, again, I always go back, like if you were the government and you were told by the politicians and everything, like you gotta do this, who could have designed a system that would prevent all the fraud in three weeks, right? So it's like, again, like they're, it's stupid that they uh, engaged in it, it's stupid that they sent it and stuff, but like these are complex problems. So I always remind myself, I'm like, yo, I don't want any of these people's jobs, mm. right? I don't want to be the guy, imagine being the dude who's like, yo, you got to run the PPP program and make sure there's no fraud. Oh, fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> I quit that day, That's right? Like, yo, it's impossible. Yeah. So I like, feel the at, same about COVID, like when they're trying to figure it out as the shit is happening and people are dying and just like yeah. the, the amount of pressure that to yeah. make regulation and then we get at that mad time at every is mistake crazy. they made. Yeah, exactly. No, but my, my <laughs> only issue with them is just uh, not acknowledging that they made mistakes. It's like you're almost to use the, the the lady term gaslighting or whatever. It's you're almost like gaslighting the public. Like when we go, yo, that shit might was a little funky. Like yeah. what you just told me last week was a little funky. All you gotta say is yeah, my bad, it was funky. Yeah, when's the last time people in finance said, oh, we fucked up? They don't. That's what I'm saying. And Nobody that's wants frustrating. to do that. Yeah. And then you just keep on moving along. Yeah. yeah. What it, were you it, saying? It, so the people who had money on FTX, uh, shitcoin and Bitcoin, Yep. do they get it back? What happens? If it's Bitcoin, based on what you're saying, I assume they get it back. I actually don't have money with FTX for the record. So, <laughs> so uh, they filed for bankruptcy, but they filed not just FTX, like, everything that they touch, like I think it was like 130 something entities. So you can imagine like Holy people are showing shit. up being like, all right, what do we got? And the guy who is uh, the new CEO, he's the same guy who came in when Enron went through bankruptcy. Like, that, yeah. like he, he, he's been around the block, he's right? He's seen, seen the most this. fucked up shit. And, and there's a document that they have to submit pretty early. I think it's within the first 30 or 45 days. Uh, and they basically like give kind of lay of the land. Here's where we're at. And he wrote in the one for FTX, he was like, this is the single worst like corporate situation I've ever seen in my career. Wow. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> so he's trying to figure out, like, Fuck. what are the entities? Who's involved? How much money do we have? Where is the money? Uh, was there any funky business going on? Where was the funky business? Like, there's all this stuff going on. So again, like, that's a guy. I don't want his job, right? Um, but what I do think is, uh, is uh, a big question here is how much money is left? Because that will help determine how much will people get back. And 
And remember, lawyers get paid too. Oh, the lawyers get paid, but it will also determine how much money we're going to have to ask back from these politicians. If you're Joe Biden, you got five, five million from SBF. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's like some hardworking contractor out there that saw a lot of people making money on crypto and he wasn't making money on crypto. And I think like all of us felt that FOMO. It was like, yo, I'm working really hard and my friends are making money on this thing where they're not even working. I want a piece of that. And they dump their fucking savings into that shit. Mm. And then they get rinsed and you're Joe Biden. You got five million. You got to cough that up. Can, can you recall political donations? So I, Is there a precedent for that? So what's happening now, uh, I think it was – I don't want to say which outlet it was, but one of the like mainstream outlets, uh, they made a whole list of, hey, here's everyone who got donations from the people they could identify that were involved. And then when they asked them and the politicians, they were like, yo, you got this donation. What are you going to do? Are you going to give it back or not? It was like maybe a third of them said they were going to give it back uh, and the rest didn't respond at the time that they pub- published. So like, we'll see what happens. Uh, but it's definitely not a crazy. good look. Yeah, you got to give it why back. Would you, right? yeah, like, why why crazy. would you not offer, why would you not refuse it initially? Like, or once, not even initially, once this information has come out, like, immediately or I think they asked want- them, like, within 48 hours. Like, it was, like, pretty quick. So they quick. didn't even know what the fuck is going yeah. on. Yeah. But with yeah. Bitcoin, wouldn't you be able to trace back through the blockchain who initially bought it, and then they would be able to get it back? Am I, this is very rude so like, understanding. It, but- in, in the most general sense, uh, usually in a bankruptcy, what'll happen is uh, uh, people who have a claim. You could have a claim because you gave them, uh, you lent them money. You could have a claim because you're uh, uh, some sort of equity holder that has some, like, uh, extra or a, you know, uh, um, a claim on the business, or you could have assets in as a user, uh, they basically will say, okay, well, here's the pot of money we have. What percentage should you get? And so let's just say as an easy example uh, in the Mount Gox situation, I think people are getting back 25%. Can you, can you tell people Mount Gox? I just heard about this with someone was commenting. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Uh, Mount Gox is an exchange from back in like 2014 that uh, basically failed. Uh, so, so similar. Apparently Bitcoin back when it was like 600 fucking crashed and it went to like $10 a shit, like a coin. It was the, it was the biggest exchange, the one everyone used. Yeah. And uh, they had a bunch of Bitcoin in there. And so they've gone through a similar process as like bankruptcy stuff. And so what happened is people basically got like an IOU, right? Which is like, again, it goes... Uh, counter to the Bitcoin ethos of like, you can do self-custody, you can hold on to the asset. But because you had it in the exchange, you get an IOU, and those were like, we'll get back to you on how much you're going to get. So let's just say that you had 10 Bitcoins sitting in there at 600 bucks or whatever it was. Uh, now they're giving back 25%. So you'll get two and a half Bitcoin. Now for those people, you'd rather have the 10 Bitcoin than the two and a half, mm-hmm. but the price of Bitcoin has gone up so much in dollar terms, you're like up, but You'd rather have 10 Bitcoin at, you know, $17,000 or whatever. What happens to those Bitcoin? If there's only 21 million ever made and you there were 10, and well, now they, they could get spent. They could, like, that's where the question is, where did the $2 billion, let's say that $2 billion is missing from FTX, where did it go? But even if you spend it, yeah. you have to give it to someone else to spend it. it. It doesn't disappear. And then it never sells it to someone who bought it. So you got to start, you got, this is what this, this guy is going to have to try to figure out. Where'd the money go? And are you confident they'll be able to find it due to the confidence of the blockchain? I think that uh, the blockchain will be piece, uh, some of it, but like just go through an easy example. So uh, Andrew has an account on an exchange that goes under. Uh, they ended up taking his money and uh, they were trading with it. And he had $100 on there worth of, let's just say, um, I don't know, uh, FTT. And as they were trading, they lost money. So now that they only have $20 of Andrew's original $100, like technically they didn't give it to anyone. They were just trading and they were bad traders. So there's $80 missing, and Andrew's like, yo, where's my $100? And then the bankruptcy people show up, and they're like, yo, there's only $20 left. Like, here it is. Right. Mm. Right? So, like, 
you can't, like, what are you going to go do? Try to figure out, like, which one of his FTT tokens, who did you trade with? Like, they didn't, it, it, it's just different than, like, if you took the money and you went and you bought, like, a piece of real estate or you donated it, that's very clear, like, who mm-hmm. has it. And then can you get it back? Will they give it back? Like, that becomes part of the process. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. I guess in that example, I look at FTT and I'm like, oh, that's like a proxy coin that they're making. But like with Bitcoin, are they, they're not, are they actually using the actual coins? Or so they- I read something. I don't know how accurate this is, uh, but uh, guess how many Bitcoin they actually ended up having? How many? Zero. What? Supposedly, and again. Well, isn't that convenient, Pompliano? <laughs> Very convenient, <laughs> but but it goes back to the narrative of like Bitcoin. Like, like if you want to do this stuff, Bitcoin wouldn't be at all connected with the worst crypto scandal in history. <laughs> but this is, but this is the whole thing, right? It's like if you wanted to do all the fuckery, yeah. right? Remember I said like now Bitcoin has the least amount of fuckery. <laughs> all the fuckery goes on in this in the rest of this thing, and so like you don't want to use Bitcoin if you're doing this, right? And and why? You can't control the production of Bitcoin. So like you can't play central banker. So like, all right, that's less enticing. And then what they were doing is they were creating what a lot of people in finance would call like paper Bitcoin or wrapped Bitcoin is what the crypto world would call it. Oh, a coin that's pegged to it, but they'll isn't like, it? They like try to move it onto like a different blockchain. And now they have like an Ethereum token that represents Bitcoin. But like, how do you know there's really a Bitcoin? Maybe they could just create more of them. So it's paper bit. Like you get in this world where like, if you're the average user, you have no clue 99.9% of this is going on. Mm. And so like, again, it's finance. It's the same thing. Like when you put your dollar in the bank, like there's shit that they do that when people hear about it, they're like, yo, they could do that. Yeah. Who, like who was the person who was like drunk one night and figured that out? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. That's what's going on in this whole other side. So I think like uh, the Bitcoin world, in some ways, the Bitcoiners are very like, we told you so, like keep your coins off of exchanges, like all this stuff, right? Which like, I would say uh, some Bitcoiners are very hardcore and like, don't put your stuff on exchanges. There's other people, right? More like me who is like, look, people are going to maybe keep majority of it off exchanges, but they're still going to want to use the stuff. They're still going to want to uh, earn yield. They're still going to want to participate in finance, whether we like it or not, they're going to want to do it. Um, and so it's more about like the responsibility. Don't put everything somewhere, right? If you're going to do it, do it with one, three, four, 5%. Don't do it with hundred percent. So I think that that's the world that like now people are starting to realize like, okay, hold on a second. Bitcoin Bitcoin is different, which it's unfortunate we have to go through this. It's not the first time it's happened, but usually what ends up happening is the net gain of Bitcoiners through this whole process is like very Because now they're obvious. not messing with these other tokens. I saw a guy wrote a whole thread. He, he's like a hardcore Bitcoiner now. And he was like, yo, back in the day I got burnt, but I didn't learn my lesson. I had to, I had to touch the stove twice. Interesting. Right? And he was like, and I, by the second time I got burnt, I was like, yo, I'm just into Bitcoin. Because it's so fucking enticing, man. I'm telling you. Like, I would see Akash making money through it, and it would piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up buying a bunch of fucking Bitcoin strictly because Akash was making all this money doing nothing, and I was working my ass off for money. <laughs> it, it drove me fucking crazy. Well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, this guy has some of my Bitcoin. <laughs> Akash and I are in the same, in the same boat. We're, yeah. we're, we're waiting to see what happens. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second because today's amazing episode of Flagrant is sponsored by Market Mondays live at the Hulu Theater starring Ian Dunlap. Shout out to Ian. Whee! 
Shout out to crew. They have a live show at the Hulu Theater. Uh, amazing venue. This is inside Madison Square Garden, by the way. You know, we used to call this the Garden, the theater at the Garden. Now they're calling it the Hulu Theater, but. A uh, magnificent venue, and if you want to know how to get rich during the recession and you're tired of not knowing how to make money in the stock market, then get your tickets to Market Mondays Live at Hulu Theater, November 27th, starring Ian Dunlap, the master investor, and EYL, Earn Your Leisure. And now at this show, Ian's going to teach you the 25 safest stocks to invest in, the 50 stocks to stay away from that will cause you to lose all of your money, how to spot a crypto scam, and his formula on how to make $22,000 in a day from trading. Okay, other special guests include billionaire Don Peebles, who will be sharing his secrets on real estate, uh, Peter Touchman, the Einstein of Wall Street, who will give his hedge fund formula on how to beat the market, Mouse Jones of Trap Karaoke, and a special performance by the legendary Jada Kiss. What a evening. I mean, this is crazy. Amazing. So if you want more money, more free time, and a timeless blueprint to make money in any market, then go to Ticketmaster and get your tickets to Market Mondays Live right now. Now let's get back to the show. Today's episode <laughs> is brought to you by PayPal Honey. The easy way to save when you're shopping on your iPhone or your computer. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you how I feel about holiday shopping. That shit sucks, bro. Agreed. That shit sucks, dude. Agreed. Buying things for people that are not me is not good. You gotta start. Nah, I never. I wait to the end, man. I honestly, no, no. In all seriousness, I like buying things for the people I care about, but it could be a pain in the ass, especially around the holidays. It's so packed. You know what I mean? Then you panic because you bought late, and then there's probably promo codes, but you too stressed to look them up. Bro, that's so true. And honestly, like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like, it's like there's never sales around the holidays. It but you know what? Like it. it does seem like it because there are sales. Ooh. There are. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes. Is a thing of the past. That's right. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Think about that. You want to buy something online, all you have to do is use Honey and they will find the coupon codes for you. It is really that simple. Imagine you're shopping one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. That's it. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. Now, if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices absolutely drop. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, it's you're gonna save some money, it's hilarious. I've used it before. Oh yeah? Yeah, bought no. shoes. Really? bucks off a $100 purchase. Think about bang, that. Bang, and you bang, didn't bang, have bang. to do shit. Didn't do nothing. All the coupons already exist out there. Mm -hmm. But you're not using them because you're not on Honey. All you have to do is get on Honey. You use them. And you're going to save all that money. Think about that. That savings is absolutely crazy. You can save even more when you ask Honey to keep track of price drops on your holiday shopping list. Think Ooh. about that right now. You already have the list. Ask them to keep track of the price drops. And if the price drops on anything on your list, you'll instantly get an alert and let you know. They're gonna tell you when it's the cheapest time to buy your things. This thing is absolutely amazing, okay? So if you don't already have Honey, you can be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Now. We never recommend anything that we're not using ourselves. So get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash flagrant. That's joinhoney.com slash flagrant. Get it, get some savings, and then uh, you're absolutely welcome. Now let's get back to the show. <laughs> now, did you yank yours off and put it on the ledger? Nah, I'm going down with the ship, man. Wait, really? You just keep oh, it on? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've read the news, and this is the thing, like, there's a lot of people who are all upset about a whole bunch of different things. You no, know, when I said yank yours off, I meant, like, put it on your own private. Nah. You keep your Bitcoin. No, 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 no. Like, the things that I had on the platforms, right, because you got to remember, like, I worked with, we had advertising deals with some of these people and like an advertising deal is no different than you guys, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Athletic Greens, I think I've seen you guys yeah. advertise, right? If all of a sudden it's something that was wrong with the Athletic Greens product, it's not like y'all are in the fucking science lab being like, let me test this or this or whatever. Yeah. But you would still be like, damn, that is uh, somebody who we worked with, right? Yeah. Now in this case, it appears to be that it was misleading or fraudulent. They tricked a lot of people that are way smarter than me. Um, but still at the end of the day, it's like, yo, if people are going down, fuck it, right? And so I left the shit on there, and like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, 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 no if the shit's going down, I'm yeah. getting the fuck off the shit. Why are you, why you playing music on the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put down a cello, fam. Yeah, but but it's Kick but that it, bitch off the wood yeah. and grab that shit. <laughs> so so I, 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 I think believe this for a second. <laughs> well, uh, for real. No, I left all of it on exchanges. I'm the man of the people. I'm the Bitcoiner of the people. I'm in solidarity with you. This is a lot. You said it yourself. Real Bitcoiners are like, put your shit on a ledger. Yeah. You got to have some on a ledger. No, no. I think every sub, everybody in Bitcoin does self-custody. What I'm saying is like the same thing that when people would ask me, I was doing as well, right? Is like, yo, I don't want to just sit and hold the asset 100% of it. So what I would do is I would take some and I would put on a platform to earn yield. Or I would have it on, uh, like if there's um, payment apps, right? I would have some sitting on the payment app so that I could send it to people when I wanted to send it rather than have to go get it at a cold storage. Like at the end of the day, security and convenience, there's a trade-off. And as much as we want to live in a world where everyone takes security, uh, you know, like um, uh, as the utmost responsibility, Convenience. I believe that you had it all on there until until I noticed one thing. What? Uh, it's the ring on your finger right here. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way your wife would let you leave all that shit my, on. My Black my Fox. wife is the biggest Bitcoin maximalist that I know. <laughs> exactly. She's like all this other shit's bullshit. Exactly why she's just yeah. throwing ledgers up in there. What are they called? Ledgers. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, she believes in Bitcoin. I still have my when Bitcoin. Asleep, I haven't sold a single stick to. Cold storage drive up your nose. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think gonna... we took it off, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but but, he, but he, I do think that it's really important to call out, like, uh, I think what we just saw over the last really eight months or so, because it wasn't just this one, it, there was other ones as well, uh, is that there's a huge difference between decentralized uh, systems and centralized systems. And, you know, what you guys are hitting on is, like, the centralized systems are just recreating Wall Street. And like, just like people get fucked in Wall Street, they're getting fucked here. And like, similar to what this guy said online of like, you have to touch the stove a couple times before people realize, is that there's a lot of people who, uh, they do some of the self-custody, some of the ledger stuff, whatever, but they're still playing around here. I think that now this was a wake-up call to a lot of people and they're like, yo, fuck this other crypto stuff, all this other stuff. I'm going to stick with Bitcoin, which like, maybe that's the silver lining in this, but still it sucks. Like the whole situation sucks. Hmm. Now I'm curious, why wouldn't like Binance or one other exchange try to buy or acquire FTX if this is disrupting the entire market in general? Oh, sh oh shit! By letting it fail, it ends up hurting Binance as well. Yeah, like they should see it and be like, because like obviously if they go away, then they can monopolize and like they're aggregating more market share. But you could just acquire them, keep everything hush. I just assume no the one financials even. are so messy. 
By, yeah, Binance guess, yeah. did. So when CZ tweeted and he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna dump the token," uh, FTX was kind of like, "Yeah, you know, they were they were rocking. They, they were a little unsteady." And so uh, they announced uh, it wasn't a definitive agreement, but they announced that Binance uh, had intentions to buy FTX. And then within like 24 hours, CZ was like, "Nah, this shit's too messed up. We're walking away." Mm. And then they failed and filed for bankruptcy. And that so like, was why I thought he tweeted the 500 million FTT thing because mm. he was gonna buy it, but he was like, "No." Yeah, I mean, like, you got to remember, these people are, you know, they're wealthy, that there's a lot of uh, pride, there's real businesses at stake here. Like, it's no different than uh, one of the greatest CNBC clips of all time is uh, Bill Ackman calls in live, and Carl Icahn is on as well. I don't know if y'all ever seen this. You got two billionaires, and they're screaming at each other mm-hmm. on the phone, and you can hear in the background the traders on the Wall Street uh, stock exchange floor. Whenever one of them says something crazy, they're like, yeah! It's like, yo, this is like egos too, right? Yeah. Massive egos. Yeah, now it's just like they don't call into a national media outlet. They're like doing the shit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's so true. Yeah, that's interesting. Another, yeah, they, another they used thing. to do it on fucking, what was the, uh, not Jim Cramer show, but like what is MSNBC or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do them all. And they just beef with one another, and now it's done on Twitter. Way more eyeballs. You guys are pioneering like uh, kind of a new type of talk show and like going direct to the people and stuff. But also during this entire saga, there's a couple of people. There's like um, uh, there's an account called Autism Capital, which is like a, pseudon- a pseudonymous account. Uh, there's a kid, Dylan LeClaire. Uh, there's a couple of these, these folks who like they were breaking the news like by the minute. People were DMing them things. They were like, I'm a former employee. Here's this. Here's this. Like, oh, I saw this piece of information. And so, like, in some way, Twitter became the, like, the show. Mm. So you're watching it, and you're like, this isn't the mainstream media, like, writing up the article. Do you think that there's a lack of empathy for people who have lost money in this because so many people weren't invested in crypto, and they kind of resented that a lot of people were making money out of it? And the people who had crypto rubbed it in. Oh, huge. They acted like they're experts. So, at, yeah, you got your come up. Well, you stuff. got compounding things, right? So, like, the price of all the assets fell before this happened. It, it was already down. So, you already had the like critics, the anti crypto people. They were, they were they're doing, up. they're dancing on graves, yeah. right? They loved it. We you told you it was worthless. It. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. I saw, um, I, saw you, <laughs> I saw you covering different shit. You were talking about. <laughs> This guy was talking about the Jets or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Bitcoin down, baby. Giants. They're the Bitcoin giants. down. This is a sports show now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like, thought that was Joe that was doing no, that. No, his brother yeah, does this. He had you working for him now because you're broke. What is that? What is that? He you working for him now. I might need a job. Huddle up. Huddle up. Stuff like, no, hey, check out Joe Pompliano. He's legit. He does this. It's this amazing convergence between like money and sport, which is obviously there, but like, he does these great like minute long videos on Twitter. He's also on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And TikTok, you YouTube, should be on all yeah, of it. Yeah. But, uh, but it's great. Like, the content is phenomenal. Put it this way. I knew that I was in trouble when he started sending me uh, uh, screenshots of the analytics comparing us. And he's like, I'm going to catch you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> That's why he's here. Take that, Joe. Don't go follow that. <laughs> I'm curious. Could FTX have just disclosed and said, hey, we're using user funds? Like, could they have just come out and said that? So and then, there's other platforms that did do that. That's like my that, point. Like, like, why couldn't they have just done that and disclosed it? And everybody's making money, so they're not going to ask questions. They're going to yeah, use yeah, like, I'm getting 15%. Use away. Yeah. I, I think that uh, people who were using that platform were using it to trade and with the understanding that they weren't doing anything with the user funds, so it was deemed, like, safer, sure. right? Oh, uh, shit. How can I trade my shit if you're trading my shit? Another good question, yeah. 
So like, if you think about the reason why people were allowing companies to lend out their uh, assets is because they were getting paid really high rates of return. So if they're gonna say to you, hey, I'll pay you 10%, right? I'll just make up a number, 10% yield. Well, then you're like, ah, maybe it's worth it, maybe it's not. But if they say, we're not going to touch your stuff and we're not gonna pay you anything, there's a lot of people who are just like, I don't want to, just don't touch my stuff, let me trade. And like, we're well, just good. to clarify, 10% yield is basically just leaving the coins on the exchange. The exchange pays you so that they can go trade their shit out. No different than a bank that gives you, what is it, AYP or something like APY, that? APY, yeah. Or APY, yeah. Okay. And that's yeah, but Mark's I, point is interesting though. Like, if they just acknowledged it, then everybody would be taking on that risk. And if the money got flushed down the toilet, that was the risk that you took. Yeah, but I guess that was their competitive edge in the market space. Is that you were getting the yields without the risk. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, now it was a risk, but they were marketing it as if there's none. Right. Yeah, like terms of service, uh, from what I uh, understand, just basically said, we don't touch it. We don't invest it. We don't touch it. I guess that's where you pivot. You do that for three years to eat up market share, and then after a little bit, you go, yeah, we're going to start using funds. And then you people- add that into the user agreement. Yeah, and, and then pe- some people will start pulling it off, yeah. but then you can now basically like fractionally reserve your own coins and shit. I feel like I'm going to get home and there's going to be the flagrant crypto exchange launch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Akash wanted us to do this so badly when we were in Miami. You wanted a flagrant coin. I did. Flagrant I, coin? I did, no, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Do that. yeah. Why not, why not? Just stick with Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why hasn't anybody else just made Bitcoin? Huh? Why hasn't anybody else just made another version of Bitcoin? Well, there's a lot of people who tried. I mean, there's people who say that they created Bitcoin. No, uh, no, no, not like that. I guess what I'm saying is like just create a limited number of them. No, they did. And what, it just didn't they take off in the same way? No, there are. It, it, it's um, when you think of like tech innovation, uh, the true innovation is where all the value accrues, mm. right? So it's like uh, a lot of times people use the, the terminology zero to one. Like it's the actual innovation is where the value is. And so that's what Bitcoin did. And you have to remember too, like now if somebody launched a coin, there's like every degenerate in the world is like looking around on the internet, like well, who got the coins? Where are the coins? Where's the new coin, right? So you're attracting people who are like more uh, mercenaries than uh. missionaries. In the early days of Bitcoin, at first there was no price. There was no exchange. There was no anything. Like people who wanted it were like they believed super in the technology. Mm. Interesting. They got it. They mined it. Yeah, and they were missionaries, they right? Bought it, drugs on the internet with it. Yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the game. My yeah. sister bought a uh, bought mushrooms for like five Bitcoin back in like 2011. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like a true true story. I swear Get the fuck yeah, she told out me this recently. Here. She was like, "Yeah, I bought it it's on like a like, hundred grand on Silk Road." Yeah, it wasn't that many Bitcoin, but yeah, it was like it was like half a Bitcoin or full Bitcoin or something. There's that story about the guy buying a slice of pizza or something like that yeah. for ten Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 ten thousand Bitcoin. What? He spent on two pizzas. Yeah, yeah, it's like hundreds of millions of dollars today. <laughs> <laughs> We have zero compassion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is true. People, I feel like it's the first. It was the first transaction in history where somebody like used it to buy something. He like went online. He was like, "Yo, if I send someone Bitcoin, like, will you get me a pizza?" And I think, if I remember correctly, they like called a Domino's or you know whatever pizza place in his hometown and was like, "Will you bring this dude a pizza? I'll pay for it." And then they sent him the ten thousand Bitcoin. Wow, crazy. Does that, <laughs> does that dude still have the Bitcoin? Is he still a holder? I'm not sure he has a lot of Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened to the Bitcoin. They've asked the guy who spent the 10,000 Bitcoin. He's like, no, nah, I don't regret it at all because he's like, Bitcoin probably wouldn't have become what it became unless we started <laughs> to use it, which I think is what you have to tell yourself if yeah, you're the he, guy yeah, who yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah, yeah. Yeah. the fucking head off. The guy yeah. that's not in the Beatles anymore is like, best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Love my life. Love right. my fat kid, right. my fat wife. Yeah. Bitcoin's down. Yeah. 
are you buying more? Uh, I have been buying more. Uh, I, I'm always going to buy more. And it's just like nothing about Bitcoin has changed. I didn't sound as confident as you were in my head. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the, yo, it's a different I'm, confidence, I'm like, bro. I'm, like, uh, I'm, in, like, the 11th, I'm in the 11th round of a 12-round fight. I've been getting punched all year, right? And I'm like, yo, yeah. man, I'm still here. All right, let's go. <laughs> Whatever. But if you, if you think about Bitcoin, all I keep looking at is like the underlying fundamentals are exactly the same. Um, and although there's a lot of people who are like, oh, what does that mean or, or whatever. It's just like, think of a company who is doing it the same or more in whether it was revenue or sales or whatever metric you want to look at, but the stock price went down. Some people would be like, yo, stock price is down, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. But the people who would look at the actual company and say, hey, I like this, it's doing the things I want it to do, I just think that it's a cheaper price for the same company, they'll buy. So like, that's where the market ends up, Like, that's where people express their view. There's a lot of people buying, because the, there's two stats that just blow my mind. The amount of Bitcoin in the last 12 months that hasn't moved is almost 70%. So 70% of the Bitcoin people are holding, even though the price went down 75%. So people believe it's going back up. They're not fucking selling, right? They're not moving it. Mm -hmm. So like, that's an interesting stat. And then the second one is uh, on chain, like on the blockchain, you can see uh, the wallet addresses with uh, 0.1 or 0.01 Bitcoin. So think a couple hundred dollars uh, to a couple thousand dollars. Those, the number of those wallets keep hitting all-time highs, meaning that it's not Wall Street guys buying. It's, it's like the people. small little people are saying, hey, I, I buy 20 bucks every week. Now I've got two, three, five hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, right, in this wallet, and so like I think that those are signals that uh, there is some portion of the uh, kind of holder base or the Bitcoiners that just they're still buying. It's just not you know hundreds of millions of dollars like we saw with the Wall Street guys were coming in. Mm. And what is the FTX lesson for traders, but also for exchanges? Traders, I think, are just going to be traders. Like they should learn things. I just don't think they're going to. I think they're going to keep trading. What, what should they learn though? It's just don't keep your assets on the exchange, right? I gotta like, get like, my shit off. <laughs> my shit's still on. Is Coinbase still around? <laughs> is it? Yes. It is. Yeah. Coinbase, I've heard, is legit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is it? My friend <laughs> who got me. <laughs> Tom Brady <laughs> thought that shit was legit <laughs> too. <laughs> too. <laughs> FTX. Nah, I, I had most. I had most of mine. That's the clip. They got him. They got him. I had most of mine. I'm getting my shit off today. The fact that you said that, I'm getting my shit off. This motherfucker gave me spell coin for my birthday, bro. Yeah. Spell. What's it called? Yeah. You made it token yeah yeah you made it look he didn't even hear <laughs> i should have i should have made it you, heard, heard, it. you heard it was legit right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it was legit. Yo, i got a broken man no, right now bro. No, i got most fuck? of mine on a cold storage most of my bitcoin on a cold storage but yeah. Yeah. my but, friend but was I, like don't worry about your coinbase because i have some on coinbase now yeah. BlockFi not doing so well definitely lost some there and then voyager that's on mark cuban the list not on you <laughs> You know what I mean? Damn, you just got a whole fucking hit list. Yeah, yeah no. It's two people. <laughs> <laughs> it's good company, though. It's good company for you to be in. You and Cuban, that's great. I, I think that's the big lesson. Take your stuff off the exchanges. Learn about self-custody. Like, one of the pieces of advice I've given people for a long time, we, we did a lot of work with Ledger, and I used to say, like, just take $5 of Bitcoin and move it into self-custody. Move it into cold storage. Like, learn how this stuff works. I can't even move that shit to my new iPhone, bro. <laughs> my shit that's is why on you my start old with iPhone still. But that's why you should start with $5, is because... Uh, there are. Well, it, you didn't say that last fucking time when I put sixty thousand <laughs> in for a Bitcoin. You didn't say start at five dollars. Remember that, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> You're still down, right? Say what? You, you have to still be down. What am I? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Bought it at the day of the peak. Yeah, yeah, the I think his button push was the downfall yeah. of the peak. I yeah. literally hit it. The podcast came out the next day, and the whole world was like, "Ooh, Schultz's all in on something." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Literally, that was the turning point. I think point. that I think the part in the in the conversation was when you confused fourteen percent with 0.14 percent return. That should look mad similar, bro. <laughs> That's what, I, I was reaping rewards. You could say I got boomer stocks and all that shit. I was feeling good about myself. Yeah. I was like fourteen. Take that. And that was 0.14. You You're like. 14%? Yeah, I my legs and everything, bro. How, how are your boomer stocks doing? Are they Yo, up? Warren Buffett's killing it, right? Don't you want to have cash right now? Isn't cash king? I mean, to, to a degree, yeah, all the assets go down in value, but also, it, like, it's it's a weird time. Cash in, uh, also kind of gone down if inflation's at 9%. No, but the American so. dollar, it's, 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 it's buying power versus the other currencies in the world, right? So yeah. our dollar right now, I think, is the strongest. That's why it's complex, yeah. right? It's like, wow. there's inflation, so if you go back to Yo, say, uh, say two sorry years to Warren, ago. son. Sorry to Warren. Nah, Warren Buffett. Yeah, yeah, where's that sorry to Warren? Yo, where's that, yo, fuck fiat, fuck yeah, all yeah, that yo, shit. Where's that crazy, Yo, yo, yo. Where's the star, bro? Dirty sneakers on. What's going on right now, The stat that Warren needs to learn about is Warren is up like... Tell Warren what he needs to learn about. Tell Warren what he needs to learn about. I think he's up like 30%. 30%? That's pretty good. the pandemic. Bitcoin's up 2x. So if Warren had just converted all his fucking money to Bitcoin's up 2x. I'm going to start drinking out. Give me some alcohol, bro. Give me some goddamn alcohol. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you are starting a pandemic. Yo, let's go. 2X? 2X? I'm up 2X? No, you're not. Yeah. Every time I purchase, it went down. And I tried to go. Well, tell me when you're going to purchase. Bro, the last, I stopped listening to you. I've lost less and less, but I bought that shit. I remember, I remember it was in my hand. Oh, you lost less and less because it kept going down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I bought it sixty like a fucking baboon with you, and then I, and that too. shit hit like thirty five. It was during a podcast, right? And I was like, I called my wife. I was like, it's never going this low again. I tried, <laughs> I tried to buy. You know I me mean? when I try to buy, it takes me about four or five times to actually get the shit to go through. So I bought at thirty five. By the end of the podcast. 28. <laughs> God, <laughs> so damn. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I was fucked, but we drinking. <laughs> so, it is what it is. You know what's better than making money yeah. with your friends? Losing money with your friends. Yeah. You know, losing yeah. money's fire. That shit is yeah. fun. When everyone's losing money fire. together. Time. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you uh, something that'll make you feel a little bit better about losing money? Sure. <laughs> you should talk to your accountant about this, but yeah. uh, you can yeah. sell. Yes, this is a thing. Your Bitcoin. Yeah. Before the end of the year, and book whatever the loss is, so you take that off your taxes, and then just and buy they just it back buy in. it back. Now they may change the rules at some point in the you future. Have to wait thirty days, in, in and you big, can only write off three thousand a year. So how you can carry how, that forward. There's, sorry, there's things hold, that you should talk hold, to. Hold, the let me interrupt you. How long you known this information? Eh? Couple <laughs> 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 weeks. Couple weeks. This is amazing, man. That's wild. <laughs> That's amazing that you're just sitting on that information but while I'm sitting here bleeding out money. The but I haven't done it yet because I don't know if it's worth it yet. I'm still trying to figure oh, it out. Oh, well, it'd be nice if I could figure that <laughs> out. It'd be nice if I had that. I'm telling you about G-Wagons for fucking two years. <laughs> Son, I already knew about G-Wagons. Well, fuck you for not telling me. Why don't you tell <laughs> yeah. me nothing, bro? How do you know everything? This guy don't tell me nothing. What the fuck? I told you about Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Can we just keep doing this? Like we'll do it like once a year. For, no, pump. No, listen, and then we'll just count up who lost more money by the end. Jesus Christ! Can we invest in anything? Is there another like sport? La paddle. Let's get a paddle team. Did y'all? Yeah. Did y'all look at the pickleball teams? Yeah, or pickleball. We could do pickleball. Man, so I ain't doing nothing else. Tom Brady endorsing. <laughs> Somebody, somebody, is this why Tom's still playing? Somebody asked. <laughs> no, no, for real. I, I heard he put FTX 600 million sold on in FTX. Giselle? Nah, You're listen, the worst investor people, ever. People, uh, hopefully yeah. nobody gets mad about this, but somebody offered us early on, they were like, yo, y'all want to buy a pickleball team? And so me and Joe, I got an in-house sports expert. I was yeah. like, hey, is this good sport, yeah. bad sport? Yeah. Like, it's growing fast, all this stuff. Amazing content. I said, if we buy <laughs> the team, what do we have to do? And at the time, you had to be the GM and the coach. I was like, bro, what? Are, come on, How, are we gonna recruit players? How yeah, do nah, we call nah. the plays? Like, Can I don't know. Can we buy the Miami Arena naming rights though? Y'all yeah. probably could. Yeah. Bang Bros tried to buy for ten million. Now that's yeah, fire. they're trying to scoot in on the on the fire sale. So on these arena rights, we looked them up on uh, when I was doing KFC on Barstool. It's like a couple million. That's an investment. You know what I mean? Flagrant two Fla stadium. Flagrant eleven million a year. Stadium. Yeah, you're, you're, that's a ten percent higher bid than Bang Bros. Son. <laughs> <laughs> Flagrant Stadium, fire. Flagrant Arena, you perform there? Yeah. Fire. Fuego. Cool. I'm not Tax write-off. Tax really? write-off? It's a marketing expense. Hey, look. Hey, you know there's a tax write-off if you buy an arena? <laughs> <laughs> Except for you don't own the arena, you just own the name. Yeah, you know. That's no, what but I if, said. You, if you got the name, it's you yours. You own the arena. Yeah, yeah that's right. mine. That's daddy's arena. Yeah, that's daddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't you, you own your wife. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, shots of Tate. You know what I mean? Like, like you do technically because it's got the name. They got the name. <laughs> they do have the name, right? Well, how how no, are wait, you guys, that's how it works? You, you own your wife? Yeah, technically. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you all could be what in the doghouse. You own your wife, too? If they own their wife, <laughs> I'm not my wife. I'm going to be the bitch son. not owning his wife? <laughs> that's that's not up to us. That's up to God, bro. Yeah, Why would God yeah. make it like that's that? That's good. Yeah, no, that's no. God's rule, bro. Hey, uh, yeah. Do you own your girl? Yeah. Hey, y'all hey, no, 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 should do no, a wife no, episode. Hey, your girl is looking think, for ownership, Alex. Uh, uh, <laughs> he buy a pickleball team first. <laughs> hey, hey, let's see who gets in trouble now. Al out here working on his own. <laughs> Flagrant has gone on a four-week hiatus. <laughs> We all in a doghouse. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. Sip it up. Yo, you oh, want, you want some? Are you buying, are you buying more now? Bitcoin. Don't Bitcoin? even worry about it, bro. Am I buying more? I thought about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's a no. That's a, that's a no. <laughs> you see what a voice I is. thought? That's not, I just said I want my wife and she won't let me buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> no, I thought about it. I thought about you it. And what was the thought? I thought about buying it. And then I, and I thought against more? it. Yep. Yeah. G's up, dog. G's up. You ain't really buying more, bro. I bought more, dog. No, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't buy no more fucking Bitcoin. Did you buy Bitcoin or did you buy Doge? Bitcoin. I bought Bitcoin. All right. Because I, I think bought last Bitcoin time... and then Voyager folded and froze my Bitcoin. So <laughs> let's figure out what happens here. Wait, you bought it on Voyager? I bought some on Voyager, some on Coinbase. Why would you mix up the I, exchange? Because yo, 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 this is how all in I was three weeks ago is you could only put a certain amount per day in, and I was like, I'm putting that much in Coinbase, and I'm putting more in Voyager. Whoa. I love Akash, but I got to tell you all this story. He, he DM'd me the other day. And he goes, uh, yo. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> then we started texting. And he was basically like, hey, man, so I got a lot of different accounts. And, like, that was probably a smart decision. The only problem is that every single account I got, the company's folded. <laughs> he went for, like, straight up, like, three for three. G's up. G's up. Block five. 
Voyager, Coinbase. These are my three. No, Coinbase no, no, is no, not Coinbase. Oh, is mine. Oh, oh, no, you're still oh, on Coinbase. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> two for three. Two for you're three. not even on Coinbase. You're on iPhone 12. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know if that phone got battery left. I told you, we had, we had Marquez, uh, I almost called Marquez Houston. Marquez Brownlee. We had Marquez Brownlee. Do you know who he is? Yeah. The tech guru on the fucking thing. And he's, he's talking and he's. He's got Bitcoin? No, but he was telling Probably. us about how sometimes like the phone battery starts to swell. Yeah. And. I had the FBI agent who yeah. did the uh, uh, crack the code. Silk, no, the Silk Road uh, arrest, and he said that at the uh, <laughs> wait, wait, at the thing. What do you mean? He <laughs> said I had the FBI agent. You said that cracked the code. Like what? <laughs> like, like, what code? Like what? So on the way, Apple wouldn't let the San Bernardino terrorists. They wouldn't let him open a phone. Remember, Apple wouldn't let him do that. Shitty sitcom dialogue. And then, like, and then FBI came in, and one of them had to crack that code. Maybe it was your boy. Maybe it was your boy cracked so, that. Sing. Got it, bro. So, I'm That's literally what I thought it was. Y'all you don't remember, remember this? Y'all don't remember this from nine years ago? One time. <laughs> You don't remember the big story. Apple wouldn't do it. What do you think the call was? Nah, so listen, they go, they go to arrest the what guy for so What do you think the call was? 9-11 or something? <laughs> <laughs> Did they just try that? Did they try doing that in the good? <laughs> you know, maybe I love y'all, but one day you're going to call me and be like, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be like... No, but they had so a guy fun. who was there, and his yeah. only job, this uh -huh. FBI guy said, he said the only job was this guy's uh, to keep the computer alive. I was like, what do you mean? He said when they took the computer from the Silk Road guy, they mm -hmm. slid it down the table, and this dude's job was to sit there, and he had like a million battery packs, he had all the adapters, and he just kept hitting the space button like this because they didn't know if it would auto-lock or whatever. His job was just to keep the computer on. So it's like, it's not, it's, yeah, maybe the batteries swell, but like, it's a real thing. I need, but what happens if that phone dies and that's where all my, my shit is? Akash has your Bitcoin. Did you really? What? <laughs> Why would you even? I'd be more happy to be honest with you. I'd be more happy if, if I knew someone who had it. Can it be on a phone? That's why I don't even know. I don't even know where my phone it's is, bro. It's on the app. I don't even yeah. understand how to do it. I don't know how to get it on the phone. Like, it's on like the photos. Bro, they got no. Coinbase. They got Coinbase Pro. I don't know how to use that shit. <laughs> Dude, so that. I got some shit it's on Coinbase, some shit on Coinbase Pro. On that phone? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. He has been able to bring it to the new. And I don't want to do too many wrong passwords and just shut the whole fucking thing down. So I got to do my face. Just promise. Promise me that you won't go to like one of these experts that's like password recovery, and then next thing you know, you can't find your Bitcoin because oh. they have your password. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so like that, good. here's another tip is if you're going to do the ledger. I'm uh, going to lose that shit. What well, do I do with the ledger? Well, hold on a second. I'm going to lose it. Just when you buy it, Make sure you buy it from the company. Don't buy it off a reseller on Amazon. Oh fuck! Because somebody could have bought it, put some malware on it, and then resell it, and then now they've got a back door. So you want to buy it from the company? That's another. This key is so thing. stressful. Yeah, this is, I mean, avoid, I'm going to end up the place that Biden's son went to. Avoid that spot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not good. Avoid that that's one. Like, you, or, you, is that you, is that confirmed now? Like, or is that like a real thing? Or are they I still just, saying that's not real? You were friends with him. With who? You were friends with Hunter. We know about this. <laughs> good times. Tell us the good times in Miami. You and Hunter had just smoking out thoughts. Back in the day. The old back in the day. Before the, you know, back in the day. This is his attempt. He's like, shit, I said I own my wife. I got to I gotta ram it. I'm just saying. God damn, this is stressful. It is crazy, though, that the media is, they censor so much different things. Wait, hold on. But now that Elon owns Twitter, it won't happen. Can I? Do you, did you know SBF? You ever meet him? 
Uh, I interviewed him before. All right, guys, we take a break for a second because I got to make sure that your peck is looking good for the holidays. Let's just be serious right here. Let's just be serious. You cannot have that bush going crazy. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care what the climate you're dealing with is right now. Not for the holidays. Holiday dick got to be smooth, yo. Holiday dick got to be smooth. And the way you make it smooth is with Manscaped, okay? That lawnmower 4.0, that shit is nip-tucking, bro. It is getting those edges, trimming them pubes. Sometimes it comes down to the thigh meat. You got to tr trim around there as well. Maybe trim up by your belly button. We don't know what you're working with, but it's got to be nip-tuck. It's got to be Caesared up. It's got to be faded up. The head got to look like mace. You got to have a head that looks like mace. Harlem World, you pull off your underwear, it should go Harlem World. The point that I'm trying to make is Manscaped is going to be the one to get you there. Now, they've got all these amazing things. I mean, look, they got the crop exfoliator. You know your dick not exfoliated as much as it should be. They got that crop gel. Amazing. Okay? They got the razors. They got absolutely everything. It's you Treat your balls. Treat your junk right. Save some time. Literally save time. That's what it does for me. It saves time. You want to be in and out of there with all these different utensils? No. Voop, 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 and you're done. Ready to pack box. That's what you need to be ready for for the holidays. And the way you're going to do it is you're going to do it with a nice 20% off discount and free shipping at manscaped.com slash flagrant. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com slash flagrant. Make sure your dick looks delicious, okay? So it gets sucked on like a Christmas candy cane. You're very welcome for that. Let's get back to the show. Listen, y'all need tickets. Y'all need tickets this past weekend to Akash sold out shows at mm -hmm. Caroline's. You know what I mean? You couldn't get them. Maybe if you were on SeatGeek, you could. SeatGeek has got your back, okay? All you need to do is look at the dots. They got the red dots. Not talking about the ones that Akash's show. I'm talking about the way that you know that the tickets are too expensive and not a good deal. They also got the green dots. Those are the green dots. They let you know that that's a great deal. You should gobble up that ticket if you can. Green and red. You just look at it. Stop and go. Anything you need. You need comedy shows. You need sport events. You need shit. I bet Taylor Swift tickets are about to be up on SeatGeek one of these days. Yup. I don't know that for a fact, but I imagine you might be able to get some Taylor Swift tickets if they do come out. All I'm trying to say is anything you need is over at SeatGeek. And you know what we're going to do? I mean, we're going to make this right here for you. We're going to give you a little discount. I got to say we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to have to hook you up. Flagrant. You use the code FLAGRANT, you're going to get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. $20 off your purchase with the promo code FLAGRANT. Think about that. Now get a seat in a little bit better section. Get a little bit closer to the action because you support this show. Okay? Go out there, get them tickets, and enjoy your goddamn life. Now let's get back to the show. Also, guys, I need to tell you about some dates I got. December 1st, I'm going to be in Tempe, Arizona. And January 14th, super excited about this. I'm going to be at the Wilbur Theater. We will sell these tickets out. You need to get them now. And January 21st and 22nd, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm not supposed to announce that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Who cares? Get your tickets at akashsing.com. Now let's get back to it. You, did you know SBF? You ever meet him? Uh, I interviewed him before. And yeah. what did you think? What was your takeaway? Seriously, in the moment, what did you think of this guy? My interaction with him was, I don't know, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago, whatever, when yeah. I interviewed him. And he was just like a normal dude. I mean, I've interviewed a bunch of these people, right? So, like, there was nothing at the time where it was like, oh, this is, like, crazy. But I think also I saw somebody put, a uh, like, a montage where when he first started back in 2018, 2019, then a couple years later, a couple years later, like, 
there's physical differences. There's like, you could just tell like he's kind of just like a little bit more agitated. Mm. And so you got to remember that like, if you take a snapshot of somebody at one point in time, it's not the same person that they are, you know, a year, two years later, whatever. And I think what's crazy is that like, this dude was on stage at a conference with all kinds of big names, celebrities and politicians, all that stuff. The media, I mean, you put him on the front cover of article of uh, magazines being like, he's the next Warren Buffett. So it's like, it isn't one single group that I think is responsible, right? It's not uh, the users who trusted him. It's not the investors. It's not also just the, the media regulators. That exalted it's not him the media, and, yeah. right? And so like, in some way, in hindsight, is very obvious, right? People are like, oh shit, of course. But like, to your point- Did you pick up on it all when you were interviewing oh, him? No, and, and like- Did he wear that stupid tech outfit where you act like you don't know how to dress? <laughs> Did he do that I, thing? I, That's uh, become we, hack. You think we it's on purpose? Oh, I hate it. It's like, it I'm, is, it I'm, is in, hacky. I'm in the network mode. What is it called? Tech, the social, social network. network. Like, ugh. Yeah. You know how to dress. You're not a fucking idiot. I was just uh, chest high on Zoom. Uh, uh, oh, you Zoomed him. Yeah, Zoomed him. So I think the other thing uh, that's kind of crazy about it, though, is like the reports that are coming out is this wasn't like the whole company knew this either. So everyone, like uh, rightfully so. There's working there, and they were in like a nah, but everyone, everyone is rightfully so focused on the users, right? The users lost money. That's bad. That's not good. Uh, there's a lot of other people who got burnt that were kind of on the periphery. But also, you got to remember, there's a lot of employees, even if it's only 200 employees or whatever, that work at these companies, and they're in shock. Like there's reports yeah, they that they're shocked, they're ashamed, they're like all this stuff. And it's almost like uh, they're let down as well. Now, yeah. again, people aren't going to be sympathetic to them. Because in your nobody, future, that's yeah. on your resume, FTX, so-and-so, oh, wow. so-and-so, how you get another job? And many and of them know. had funds on the platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like th there's just a lot of collateral damage for this stuff. Uh, and I think that it's just there's no winners. There's no winners in any of this. That's the thing, man. It's so tricky because nobody has any empathy for people who lose money in crypto. I don't know why we have way more empathy for people who lose money in the stock market. I guess we feel like there's like more work that goes into that. But yeah, like when you lose we've money, we've accepted the stock market as a thing. We yeah, had like it seems like a real, real job thing. where this other one. Like we all have friends that were idiots and then made tons of money. But like meme stocks and like crypto have been put in the same bucket, and I think the narrative is just like always oh, young kids who are like stupid who are like uh, gambling. Yes. Right. And yeah. so like you, if you're a professional or you're an adult, you're like, I don't feel bad if people lose money gambling. So you never fucked with any of the other coins at all? No, I, I started out mining Ethereum, right? I didn't even know anything. Nobody ever told me about Bitcoin or any of this stuff. So like, I don't think there's very many people who just learn about Bitcoin, never look at anything else, learn about anything else, whatever. I think actually what happens is most people, they're like, what's this crypto thing? They learn about a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And at some point they're like, oh, Bitcoin is different than the other things, right? And then they eventually kind of flow that way. And if you look, like, there's lots of coins that went up in value. Three or four years later, they're gone. They're replaced by other ones. But Bitcoin has just remained the number one for 15 years because, in my opinion, it's the one that has the most kind of sustainable, resilient value over time. Mm. And you had said that, so Larry David had endorsed them in like a Super Bowl commercial. Tom Brady had backed them financially. And apparently, I, I think you had said that Larry David is getting, like, they're trying to sue him. The class action lawsuit the class against action the lawsuit Against a lot of FTX, people. And yeah. Steph Curry, a bunch of them. So why are they being prosecuted, and why are they being prosecuted faster than Bankman? Uh, I, I don't think it's prosecution. For what I understand, it's like lawyers, uh, right? Gotcha. Like kind of civil stuff. Who's got um, money that I can sue? They got gotcha. you. Will they get any money from that? I don't know how that stuff works. What's going to happen with Bankman Freed and the nerd girl? Yeah, what are the what are the charges against him? Like yeah. what could he get? I I don't know because also it like 
they're not in the United States, they're in the Bahamas. Like you, you start getting into like this weird world of just like, if you're an international uh, legal person, yeah. you probably understand it. But also there's other people who have gotten in trouble or accused of trouble through this whole downturn, like over the summer and stuff. And like, they're not in the US. So like what happens to them? There's uh, one guy who, uh, I think it's the country of Singapore maybe, uh, that keeps saying like, yo, we have a, we're looking for him. He keeps tweeting. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, I, I'm not aware of that. Like, I'm going to go to this event. If you're looking for me, I'll be here. Like, crazy. It's like There's like crazy uh, stuff, right? With Mount Gox, did anyone get in trouble with that situation? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't think anyone necessarily got in trouble because uh, it wasn't a situation where, uh, from my understanding, it's like there was like accusations of fraud and stuff like mm. that. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Um, I think it was more of just like it was a poorly run business mm. and there was one guy who sold it to another guy and then like that guy probably ran it even worse, it sounds like. And so it just kind of uh, didn't work as a business, went bankrupt and then it was like, okay, who has assets left? Mm. But I don't think there's accusations like there are in uh, gotcha. other cases. If he's in the States though, what could his charges be? Like fraud? Oh, I mean, you kind of look at it as a spectrum, right? Like the people who are most sympathetic to him would probably describe it as like the guy made a mistake. That's what he's saying. Right. Uh, the people who are the biggest critics are like, yo, you know, a million plus users is bigger than, you know, Madoff, I don't think had a million people. Not even close. Right? Now, he may have had more AUM. I think he had more than 10 billion or something. I don't remember the exact details. So it's like, I don't know how it's going to play out. Mm. Right? And then also, like, another piece of it, right? And, and I've been getting a lot of heat online. People are like, oh, you did an advertising deal with, like, the media company and stuff. And we're like, we had a framework. It was like, all right, we're going to work with U.S.-based regulated exchanges. Yeah. Like, seems pretty, you know, simple framework to use, so you're not— I don't criticize you for that. I mean, if, if Tom Brady is putting his reputation on the line, a guy who doesn't need to. Like, Tom Brady has more than enough money, more than enough success. He's, he's not doing it for—we're all doing things for money, for sake. Like, with Larry David, you had to probably throw that guy so much fucking money. To How do much do you think he got paid? Do you know? I, I don't know. I mean— I, Five million? I, it had to be even more than that. Like, it had to be like— I'm thinking I 10 think like at 30. least. Thirty? Yeah, I think he he threw out a ridiculous number, and they said fine. Yeah, because Larry's so he rich. has so much yeah. money. Larry's got what half a billion, a billion, yeah, he's got to be touching like, a billion. Yeah, got he got Seinfeld money plus curve plus money. Plus curve money. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like to motivate him, it's almost not even money. He does. Like, he only seems to do exactly what he wants to do, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. For let him, him play himself, and he uh, got to roast it. I yeah, I mean the schedule. The it's fine. No one's getting thirty on that. But um, no. dirty. Oh. But like he he got paid, right? He got paid. Yeah. Yeah. So like I I think that uh again it goes though like if I hope people you got are, some of that Larry David money, bro. Were you asking for crazy <laughs> money? Trust me, if, uh, if they were like, hey, you want to be in a Super Bowl commercial? I think there's a lot of people who would have just been like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Larry David's the only one who's like, yeah, uh, that's, that's another thing. Ten well, million dollars. Still being in a Super Bowl commercial. Larry don't give no, a I fuck. Know he, no, 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 no. he he definitely asked for money though. Yeah. No, for I sure. know he got money, but yeah, I take my number down. A little yeah. Bit. Like, but like yeah, Tom, maybe it's not thirty. I, I guess what I'm just trying to say is like they, these are people that can't be bothered. Like Tom, Larry can't be bothered. The you other, could be more bothered. The, I could you be very bothered. Shit. Yeah, you go, I could be very, very bothered. I mean, you, <laughs> texted, me. you texted me and I came. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here I am. Uh, no, but uh, if you also think like uh, Tom Brady's an interesting example because a lot of these athletes want to be tech investors. So now they start playing this game of like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm well known in sports or whatever my thing is. I want to be an investor. How about we do like a, a double deal? Mm -hmm. I'll be a spokesperson, and plus I get, I get to invest. Yeah. Plus you get advisory shares. Yeah. Like, like, there you so go. So these deals are now getting like somewhat convoluted. And again, if, if you go back and you're like, if the auditors, let's say that they did get tricked, 
Does anybody think that Tom Brady was going to be able to like Figure s- out sniff the, it out? Yeah, yeah. Right? No, oh, of yeah. course not. No, and I, he's just in a commercial. He's like, "This looks cool. I get it like with a flamethrower." Yeah, like, yeah. Is there any? Is this like a cautionary tale to any of the other exchanges? Because I refuse to believe that none of the other exchanges aren't doing anything that's a little seedy here and there. Do they see this and do they shape up? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Are they doing this shit? Is the Binance guy behind the scenes doing this shit? So there's this idea. Uh, uh, one of my friends, Nick Carter, <laughs> Nick Carter is like really pushed. Uh, it's called Proof of Reserves. Nick Carter, like the Backstreet Boy? Uh, n- not him, but same name. Okay. He's got a cool haircut like him too. Um, but Nick Carter uh, has this idea of Proof of Reserves. I don't know if it's his idea, but he's popularized it. Where because it's crypto on an exchange, you could basically come out and be like, yo, we say we got 100,000 Bitcoin. Here's the wallet address. Like, here's proof that we actually have the 100,000 Bitcoin. It'd be like the bank saying, we got $2 billion of deposits, and then they could, like, prove to you it's actually sitting there. And so uh, that's one step. There's also this, like, proof of liabilities. So it's not just what assets do you have, but if you have assets, and then you owe it all, Mm. like, that, you got to have both. Um, But that's one thing that they could do. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, I think that you're going to see a lot of people who are good actors being like, look, we don't want overreaching regulation. Right? There's, a, there's an argument that's being made by the large crypto exchanges in the United States that they're like, look, the rules weren't super, super clear here in the U.S., and so people went outside the United States doing the regulatory shopping, mm. and that could have contributed to this happening. Imagine if this business was here in the U.S. We have faith the U.S. would have uncovered it. So would you like some regulation for crypto? This is, this is a— uh, mm. It's a big moment right here, Pump. No, I think most people look at it the same way. It's like Bitcoin already has, quote, unquote, regulation. The SEC, uh, CFTC say it's not a security. It's got this kind of self-enforced rules. Uh, If you are a business that deals with Bitcoin, you have rules that you have to adhere to. There's a lot of people who don't like the rules. Hmm. There's KYC, AML. Like, does that prevent crime, right? There's questions around that, uh, privacy stuff, like all that. So there are rules. I think what you're starting to see, though, is people are saying, wait, all this like recreation of finance, why do they have different rules than what's already the rules in traditional finance? They're doing the same thing. Mm. So like disclosure rules, right? If you guys remember, uh, there was a Luna, one of the coins that blew up over the summer. It like came out that there weren't really as clear disclosures as maybe they would have liked. And so that led to the collapse. And so it's like, okay, like what if we just make people say what they're doing? As a rule, mm-hmm. like that could be a step in the right direction. Sounds to like you want problems. some regulation. I, I don't think it's my opinion whether I want it or not. I think it's coming because people are looking and they're like, yo, we can And can't it might make that. it a little better. Well, politicians, imagine if you're anti this stuff and you see this happen, you're like salivating. <laughs> yeah. You're well, like, regulation is per- an interesting thing, right? Because regulation is great for the people who own the business and Better for the people who are using the business, but horrible for the people that are trying to compete with the business, right? Because it creates the moat. In, in some cases. In that, some and cases. that was the accusation against FTX was they were trying to get regulatory capture, like basically get it mm-hmm. so that no one else could do what they were doing. Right. And then it was like free and clear, we're going to be the yeah. winner. And but, then you could make the – sorry, go. No, but you're not trying to regulate the coins. You're trying to regulate the exchanges. Yes. It goes back to like the dollars not regulated. So how, it's the business. How do you buy not on an exchange? Yeah, I truly don't know any other way. So, like, you can get Bitcoin uh, a couple of different ways. You could mine it. You go get the machines, right? You could mine yeah, it. Now, a, there's a lot of people who like that just because they want to participate in the network. Uh, there's a lot of people who like that because it's non-KYC Bitcoin, right? So, it's like a privacy element to it. Uh, but you could mine it. Second thing is you could, like, work for it. Same way somebody pays you dollars. If you go, you know, on, there's websites where you could go and say, hey, I'll do some design work or whatever, get paid. So, you could earn it. Uh, or you could buy it. Now, you there sell pizza. 
You, you could sell mm-hmm. pizza, yeah. The, what the, happened to the pizza place? Bitcoin pizza, you go on Uber Eats. And Palm's could, been delivering uh, for them for a long yeah. time. <laughs> I'm about to have yeah. to. <laughs> Wait, the last one just now, you said you can buy it. How can you buy it without uh, a, a- So you could buy it on a regulated exchange. exchange. They have KYC, all that stuff. Uh, there's things like local Bitcoins, which uh, is more like peer-to-peer. So like you could like meet up with people. Like that's how a lot in the early days people would do it. Um, and then there are still like unregulated exchanges. They're not in the US usually. They're like elsewhere. Uh, but I just tell people like, Look, unless you've got some reason uh, from like a privacy standpoint and and you understand what you're doing, majority of people, whether we like it or not, are just going to buy it on a regulated exchange, but then take it off of the exchange. If you have the coin that's unregulated, use a regulated exchange, put the coin on, trade it, pull all the funds off. And into self-custody. Then it's kind of reaching a compromise between like a compromised centralized exchange, but then a decentralized currency. Think of like the bank. The best example I have is think of like a traditional bank. If I put my dollars in there uh, and the bank goes bankrupt, the FDIC, the the government, will basically say, we'll pay you up to $250,000 back, whatever was in the account, Mm -hmm. right? So FDIC insurance is big. But the reason why nobody is like, yo, let me take all my cash out and like keep it is because it's not very secure. Somebody could come rob you, right? And then two is, uh, what am I going to do if I got to send you money? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to like mail you cash in the envelope? Mm-hmm. No, it right. doesn't make sense. The promise of Bitcoin was that you could self-custody it, so you could basically pull it out of the bank, and that then I could, with the press of a button, send it to you instantaneously for you know near free, whatever. Right. And so Bitcoin is really trying to usher that in. It's just that you know th- there's uh, a lot of people who are trying to cash in on the rise of bitcoin and they're doing it with a lot of this other stuff right and what now, do you go I'm sorry I, no you can go I, this is unrelated I, I have an unrelated question too what do you think the biggest moment in the history of bitcoin was in terms of propelling the brand of it is there um, a specific thing that happened i'm going to say there's two things okay. one is for the brand one is the biggest moment the biggest moment in bitcoin uh, in my opinion is when satoshi walked away but we don't even know if that's a real guy that's why I think it's important. Is like it's the if Bitcoin becomes what it already has, but even what I think people believe it will become, it's like one of the most selfless acts in the world. Is you create this digital decentralized peer-to-peer software payment system. It's like Ready Player One. Yeah. And then you have eight hundred thousand Bitcoin yourself. And you walk away and you never touch them. Oh, so he just still has them? Yeah, they're sitting in a wallet. You can see them, they never moved. 800,000 Bitcoin. I don't care if that price is $10 or it's $69,000 is a lot of money. And so like in some way, uh, it's a system where there are rules, but not rulers. There's nobody who's going to change the code, right? There's nobody who is the CEO. Like it is a truly decentralized system. And the fact that we don't know who Satoshi is means that you can't attack it. How do we not know who Satoshi is? That's the crazy thing to me. You can find anyone. You what can about find that, a, the lawsuit with the guy that was in Australia that yeah. claimed it, that then got some money. Like, what were the details with that? Uh, he lost. Oh, really? Yeah. What well, do you I, mean he lost? I what thought he got. Mean? I thought he won. They got paid out. Uh, well, he. Uh, we may be talking about different suits. He's got a couple of them going on, but he he sued somebody um, who had said that he wasn't Satoshi, Go and on. when that guy and him went to court, uh, Craig Wright lost. Oh, gotcha. Mm. So, like, this guy basically uh, was like, you're not Satoshi. He, he got sued, but he prevailed. Interesting. And I can't believe there's no idea of who this man is. I feel like you know. Just blink twice if you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to know. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, like, yeah, but I feel like it's like do. the, uh, what do they call it? Uh, my friend Marty Bent calls it the Immaculate Conception. 
right, yeah. of Bitcoin, of like the fact that we don't know is actually a huge advantage, right? You see like uh, Ethereum, Vitalik is one of the creators. People like him, don't like him. They think he's, some of his views, they you know, align looking, with them man. or not. Some people judge him on his views, right? Like yeah. the fact we don't know Satoshi yeah. actually drastically reduces the attack surface on Bitcoin. That's mm. true. It's like uh, Elon and Twitter. Yeah. Well, no, Elon, you, you have a guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean? Yeah, that's we can attack him because we know who. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the second yeah. big moment I think in Bitcoin uh, was um, in terms of like brand awareness. Like, was there, there a thing that happened that you remember going, "Oh shit, it's different now"? Was there an act? Did someone rap about it in a song? Did a famous person buy it? Did someone wear a T-shirt? Like, I think it was uh, MicroStrategy, the public company, putting it on their balance sheet, and El Salvador buying it. Like, there's a country. That's buying Bitcoin. But I heard that's not working out for them right now because of this. Well, it's working out as well as for you and I. Right. Right? Like when the price goes down. But again, I think that one of the other things about Bitcoin that's unique is like it introduces this like long-term thinking, right? When we all sit around all day long, what do we think? We think about tomorrow, the next day, the next yeah. week, whatever. Um, but with Bitcoin, like there's price volatility, but like did you sell? No. Did you sell? No, I didn't sell. Did you guys sell? Right? Like, I don't have any. You guys don't have any Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, you do have some. Yeah. Right, did you sell? No. Mm. Where do you have it? Uh, hmm? Coinbase. Yeah. So, like, think of all of us are sitting here. I think a lot of people would look and be like, yo, you guys are fucking crazy. It's down 75%. No, we all sold. believe it's going to come back up, which is very interesting. There is a confidence that people have in Bitcoin. Because we've seen it happen. That's yeah. what convinced a lot of the Wall Street guys. So uh, Paul Tudor Jones and Stanley Druckenmiller, two like very well-known finance guys, uh, in 2020, they bought Bitcoin and then came out and said, we bought Bitcoin. Now, part of it's like if you already bought it and then you tell everyone other people will buy it, so it goes up, right? right? But uh, the way they talked about it is like one of the uh, numbers that convinced them was when Bitcoin dropped from 20,000 to 3,000, 85% of people who had held it at 20,000 didn't sell. And so these guys were just like, yo, these people are crazy, the shit's going to go back up. We should buy some because it was lower. So it is like a little bit of like market dynamic stuff as well. Um, but I think it's just like if you can weather the storm, if you can weather the volatility, be all right. Is there any issue now that FTX is out of the conversation for marketplaces? Because it was the second largest marketplace. Now that it's wiped away, or is there an issue that Binance now has too much control within the exchange place? It's a good mm. question. You, you've been reading. I like Come this. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like... It's similar to mining. 65% uh, of hash rate used to be in China. Uh, they kicked everyone out. Now America has like 30 to 35%. And people are like, oh, that's healthy. But if all of a sudden America had 50 plus percent, even that would be bad because you don't want concentration in any one country. Right. Same thing with the exchange. I think you actually want multiple players because exactly. you don't want it all centralized. Uh, but if the number two goes down, yeah, Binance definitely got more market share out I of this. I thought Coinbase was the number one in my Me too. In America. In America. Uh, They're the number one like brand, and I think also probably by volume. It's like it. iPhone, Binance is like Android. Mm. It's like bigger, the rest bigger of the world globally. is using Binance. Yeah. That's, actually, that's WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, We're on yeah. iMessage. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, so like, do you think there is, can there be like a regulatory push to create or like disrupt or break up exchanges to create more? Like, is that something that the SEC can do? So what they probably do is they just like pull them more into like the regulatory environment, gotcha. right? And and remember, they're already are regulated. Like yeah, of course, Coinbase of course, has yeah. licenses. They've gone to different states, gotten approvals. Like mm -hmm. this is definitely. But like, not let's say Coinbase goes down, heaven forbid. Um, but like now that there's just like this one exchange that's like, is is there any other exchange that's even a big player in the space? There, there's 
a number of exchanges, but none of them are as big as Binance. Like Binance right. is like the Goliath. And then it would have like disordinate control over like it would have probably what like 90, 95% of all like crypto transactions. And then at that Trades. point it's like it's Trades. now it's like this decentralized currency, all That's these central. decentralized currencies are all centralized. Well, the trading would be centralized. Like you could still use the Bitcoin network to send Bitcoin to each other. Right. But you're it, not but trading, it's, you're but just it's effectively like, centralized if ninety percent of the transactions are going through the same exchange. Correct. Right. Yeah. And that's where things are right now. Yeah, but no, if, no, it's no, not, no, 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 no. But like, if if let's say what happened to FTX happened to a bunch of other exchanges, and Binance was the last one, like, yeah. But if they, people are keeping most of their Bitcoin on storage, like they suggest, then it doesn't matter that much, right? right. If people are doing that, yeah. I guess I don't know. Do you know if there's data on how many people are keeping them on exchanges versus how many are taking it off? So you can see uh, some many of the largest big, uh, exchanges. You can see their what they call a balance, yeah. right? Like like their Bitcoin balances. Uh, and I forget the exact number, but I think like a hundred or one hundred fifty thousand Bitcoin came off exchanges during all this. So this mm. is people being like, "Oh fuck, yeah. give me give Thank it to you. me," uh, which is the biggest. Uh, like week long drop in Makes history, um, and so it's been going down over time. I don't know what it is right now. Uh, Does that help the price? Yeah, it's illiquidity, right? So why haven't we seen a little spike? Well, if, if you really think about Bitcoin, uh, yes, it's down seventy five percent, but it was pretty much between like I don't know, eighteen to twenty two thousand dollars. This happens. It's like sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars. But if I had told you a year ago, hey, the number two exchange in the world is going to go down. Like, you probably would think there'd be this massive sell-off, like, whatever. We really didn't get that. Now, it helps we were already down so much. But, like, okay. Like, actually, it's showing a decent level of res uh, resilience. It could go down more, which scares people. But, like, I think it's, it's What do you think the lowest it would go would be? You think we get single digits? It, it's just hard to see. <laughs> let me knock on wood. But, like, it's hard to see another b catalyst bigger than the number two exchange. You're like, the number one exchange goes down? Yeah. yeah. But, like... Other than the number two exchange going down, uh, the government could outlaw it or something. You know what I mean? Like, like you start getting into kind of like conspiracy land. Yeah. Uh, other than the number two exchange going down. So, like, if that's the price, like. The last time we were, he was on, we were like, how much is it going to go to? We're like 100000 by the end of the year. Now we're like, how low is it going to go? <laughs> <laughs> honest, how low? Yo, you want to know something hilarious? It's gonna go? <laughs> In 2020, I, I wrote a piece publicly and I was like, uh, it was at like 10000 I was like, it's going to go up a lot. I think it's going to go to hundred k, 10x. And the shit went up 7x. Yeah. People were so mad at me. Like, you said it was going to win 100. Yeah, and, yeah. and by the way, like, yeah, correct. I was wrong. I came yeah. out. I'm wrong, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a moron, whatever. But like, that, like that's what you got to remember is that like all these young kids, they're like, I wanted to go up 50x. Yeah. I wanted it to like go up whatever. And that's the other thing. That's why they all go and buy all the other coins is because like Bitcoin's not going to go up 50x. That's what yeah, gives yeah. you the big reaction. Yeah. 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 Treat it like the lotto. Like literally. Literally. Like, yeah, let I me thought throw. about that. When we were down there, I was like, does it make more sense for me to just put $1,000 in 20 different fucking shit coins and hope one spikes? Yeah. Like, I'd be way more rich. Yeah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> and, well, in my mind. Yeah. yeah in that yeah, moment. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. You understand he's down now. I'm so. down. I know he's down, but he would be down more. All I, those things are down even more. Are they? Yeah. They're, like, the other crazy part is there's stocks in the stock market that are down more than Bitcoin. Like, Shopify is down, like, 75 80%. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is. Right? So, it's like, again, like, yes, it's bad that Bitcoin's down. What do you say, Mark? Why? No, I said, yeah, it is, because I have <laughs> Mark, Shopify. You got Shopify. <laughs> Mark? Mark? What? No, I mean, there's definitely stocks in the stock market that are down yeah, more than funny, Bitcoin. Yeah, it's funny, right? It's being like, yeah, I'm broke, but this other guy's broker. <laughs> no, but, no, it's just like the, like the whole market is down. Did you just do the I have a black friend with stocks? <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, I told him, I said, when you had Huberman, he looked like a strawberry. He was, his face was so red. You got him. I was like, oh, they got that guy. Oh, we got it. We was at the cover. Yeah, but like real estate's down, stocks are down, right? Yes. Like everything's down. It's just like, yeah, like, of course, Bitcoin and crypto's down too. Mm-hmm. Or, or, sorry, you going to buy more? Damn, no. If it goes up, I'm holding out. If that shit goes up, you're going to buy more. Are you going to buy more? If it starts to. If Akash, if I find out Akash is significantly more Bitcoin than me, I'll probably buy. Are you going to buy more? Yeah, I'm going to buy more. I just need permission at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Very reasonable. Very reasonable. (laughs) I don't know, man. I was unhinged. (laughs) Yeah, you were going crazy. You were a wild boy. I was a wild boy. Can we tell them the wallet thing that happened with you? Oh, son, I had money. I put money on a storage wallet. And then I made a hidden wallet, and I didn't even know how. And then I forgot what the password was, and I couldn't find it in my phone notes. So I thought <laughs> about 60% of my Bitcoin Bad. was just gone in the fucking ether for months. I was just trying to rack my brain to figure out what the password was. Found it randomly. A lot of people lost crypto on FTX. He lost it in his brain. Yeah. Like, think about that. Ain't that crazy? Just, like, in his own mind. This is actually, all right, so... There's a limited amount of Bitcoin. I feel like customer are, service for there, Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are some people like Akash that forget the password and then they just never can get yeah, access to that. Yeah, what happens to that, to that yeah. shit? It's Where's gone. the loss and found? No, this, this, this is an important yeah, what happens? No, Look, there, there should be a loss and found. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the blockchain, right? Yeah, Fiat like, does not have lost and found. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, it does not. If you drop $20 outside. I gave a woman her purse once. Well, Full you're of nice cash. Guy. How did you know, know there was cash? cash? Yeah, because I looked in that motherfucker. But the person who found it out before I gave oh, it back to her. Cash. You yeah, stole the purse in the yeah. first place. That's no, the no, I gave it back to her with all the cash in it. Did you Proof. add any? I added cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I added it back. No, no, I, I, I think, gave it back. But then she gave me a little money, and she gave my friend money who didn't even find the shit. He just walked there with me, and then he kept the goddamn money. Son of a bitch. What you do? You looked in the purse, like got her address, and then showed up to her house. Yeah. And like knocked on the door and you was yeah. like, "Here's your purse back, old lady." I'm a good person, bro. That and I was good. a kid when I did this. Middle school kid. If only you started tipping. Yeah, no. I tipped her. <laughs> Why are we acting like I don't tip? Y'all are putting this out there. Oh, the is world. he not tipping? I tip better tip than good. you. I tip oh, better than you. Tip good. Better than you. He's he's out. Really they bad found tipper. a thing. They found a thing. For a rich person, the worst tipper. It's crazy. But he was a great tipper when he didn't have money. Yeah. And now that he's got money, all of a sudden he's very tight. Yeah, yeah. Wait, why? Why? Tight with it. <laughs> it's, it's ineffective. I can't say that I do tip because then the game doesn't work because it looks like I'm being defensive. Oh, oh. No, that's the a, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah. He's doing this for us. This is good. This is good. The game doesn't work. Can I tell you what my rule is with tipping? Okay, tell me. Just Please in your, tell him. In, in your head, yeah. just come up with whatever the 20% is and add a couple of dollars yeah. and always just say to yourself, like, it means more to the other person than it does to me. Stop doing that at some point. I don't know what happened. That's a great thing. If you found a purse on the train today, what would you do with it? Say again? There's a purse on the train. That's, that's all we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> train, train. He's like, wait, give me some more time to think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find you purse? You said a person. If I found a purse on the train, <laughs> it would be too inconvenient for me to go to their home. I have things to do, wow. but I would make sure it got to their home. I Yo, put it into, into the mailbox. Maybe my place. Oh, yeah. Put it into the mailbox. You're going to put the purse into the mailbox that's and you get think it back, that's how it gets back? That's how you get back, bro. Really? That you put it, if you find someone's wallet, you put that shit in the mailbox. I feel so like you're the type of person who would like call an Uber and be like, hey, take this purse don't look in it to this person's house. I mean, and, then, I, I mean, and then they never get the person you're I mean, You feel good, Uber. but then that's not do crazy. Anything. I've done that with many things before. Yeah. You've never yeah. sent an Uber package? No, but like a purse? Nah, not a purse yet. But one day, maybe. 
I, I trust Uber, bro. I'd I also look it. at the person, like, do they need it? Like, if they had, like, credit cards or ID, <laughs> if they had, like, a license in there, if they had, like, a Macy's gift card, oh, I'm not going to do nothing. Prove it out, boy. Old that? Andrew returned the purse. Yo, new Andrew. This is too much for me to worry about. Let this be a public service announcement. For the service industry. This is a public service announcement for the service industry. I used to tip y'all good, but because of this incessant bullying, I have to live up to this reputation. Now he's gonna so I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know. Y'all knew how much I used to tip you. You knew how much I used to tip you. I was coughing up 30%. It's going down to 10. It's going, it's dropping like Bitcoin. Oh, yes. That's what's happening. Yes. FTA. You call my tip FTX. Yes. They ain't watching. They can't afford internet with them shitty ass tips you be giving them. You see this? You, you see, see how they speak about you? I would never speak about you like that. Spit in his drink. Spit in his food. <laughs> That's I'm ordering what I was ordering. <laughs> I'm ordering what I was ordering, and we mixing plates. Okay, that's what's happening. I'm ordering what I was ordering, and we mixing drinks and mixing plates. That's what this, you guys asked for this. There's gonna be a lot of people out here that make a lot less money because of you guys. I know. Don't I'm separate yourself from him. You are, <laughs> don't separate yourself from him. All of y'all are the same. No, I'm that's on, what I'm you did. Team Bitcoin, hey, bro. Hey, you know, hey, there's a lot of people this. need this money. It's Christmas time. They're not gonna get their tip. My whole building. My whole building. Building. Hey, Juan, Juan, I was gonna break you off, and you already this know I was gonna SPF break right you here, off. Juan, uh, Juan I was about to break you off. This SPF and, hey, right here. This motherfucker right here, cheap motherfucker, <laughs> he doesn't think that you deserve it. Y'all are acting he like think you're going you to Carbone and 11 Madison. Y'all just went to Sweet Greens. <laughs> Yeah, how much did y'all tip at Sweet Greens? How much y'all tip at Sweet Greens? How much did y'all tip at Sweet Greens? Hey, hey. How much it was the saddest thing ever. Y'all hey. put on all your winter yeah. coats and walk across the street. <laughs> Got your little Sweet Greens, came back and sat down and said, our life sucks. Hey. We don't hey, make fun of Bitcoin's looking yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. So, so how's Bitcoin looking right now, bro? I didn't go to Sweet Greens, so I got no money. <laughs> I can't even afford double chicken at Sweet Greens. Son, I know, bro. I'm not here on single oh, chicken. Uh, God damn, I'm bro. on a single chicken now. Sweet greens, <laughs> <laughs> greens going to have bro. their shareholder call and be like, the economy's down. We're not seeing the double block. Yeah, no We're not seeing double chicken. But, but for real, though, fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> Genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, you're going to make it fucked up in my building, man. You're going to make it fucked dude, up in my building. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Don't put the blame on us. No, no, for real. Yeah. Hey, you know what we're going to do? Hey, Juan. Except responsibility Juan, for Juan, your own Juan. actions. Dead ass Juan. Don't try to put the accent on. I'm gonna tell on. you. I'm gonna tell <laughs> you. Don't try to relate to Juan. Sorry, sorry. Don't try sorry. to relate to Juan. Sorry, sorry, don't sorry, try sorry, to relate sorry. to him. Sorry, Juan. 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 I mean this sincerely, Juan. I'm gonna find out the doormen from their buildings. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you their building. You find it out. I know that y'all talk. Listen. Yeah. Holler at him. I need to know how much Juan. they tip. I need to know how much holler they tip right now. Hundred each. So how much? Hundred each. For Christmas? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's not good. This guy. He thought he was balling. In this economy? Oh, shit. $100. Damn, Al. You have to mad doorman, bro. Son, it's mad at these motherfuckers. And then in the holiday time, they put out a little fucking thing with their names on it oh and their faces God. and shit. They're like, yo, we all uh, getting it. Uh, Miles hit me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you see what was being projected? You see what was being projected? Service industry, you trusted these motherfuckers. You guys, you guys all have doormen? 
God damn it, bro. No, wait, wait. A hundred's not good? <laughs> Yo, how many doormen you got? the blackest you ever been on how this podcast. How many doormen you got? Seven. Yo, Akash all of a sudden act like he's not the cheapest motherfucker on a goddamn planet. <laughs> I'm a generous how much you give? Now. How much you give your doorman? 200. How many doormen you got? A lot, dog. And you give them all 200? Watch this. Yeah. Something mm, he lies. He's lying. He's lying. He's trying to be like extra serious right now. Son, How much you give the porter? How much you give the guy who's cleaning up? 200. 200, 250. Some people got 250. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't know if I believe it. Yeah. That, I don't bro. believe it. I don't so think this guy ever tipped more than $100 in his around. life. Bro. You out of your mind. I don't think you ever tipped $100 in your life. You don't got it in you, bro. <laughs> Well, hey, wait, you know, $100 is not customary, bro? Everybody ain't doing $100. Now you gonna you. make me feel bad. I ain't gonna lie, I tip about $100. That's what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, it's fucking idiot. Two fifty. Two fifty. I don't give my kids that much presents. Two fifty for Christmas. Man, I'm a giving man. You know what I mean? Yeah, you wanna hear some funny ass no, shit? No, cause he can't open doors when it's windy, that's why. Is it? <laughs> You need a little help when that son, gust comes. Son, you don't think we got automatic doors in my building? Oh, man. Excuse me. I want no problems, bro. I don't want no problems. Right. When, when I was in New York, I, I walked downstairs oh, one time and I was like, and I was like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to get coffee. You want anything? And the dude was like, yeah, give me like a what an iced coffee. I was like, all right, cool. Came back. Next day, I accidentally said it again. And then it just became a thing. Like he just said, <laughs> and then after like a week, I was like, oh, shit, I'm in a bad situation. Like, I like, like, Am I an asshole if I walk by him and don't ask him if he wants coffee no, and come gotta, right back? You gotta cut that shit off. Nah, so then I just kept getting coffee because I didn't have it in me. Nah, I moved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way out. <laughs> this shit went on for like three months. I was like, bro, come on. You gotta get him fired. You're like, no. he's stealing packages. He's stealing packages. It started out as a small, then we hey, he started asking for larges. Bro, that's crazy. That's a bill right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's a I lot. I was like, damn, the bill Two fifty, you suckers. <laughs> for what? I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe, believe it either. Bro. I don't believe it. That's bro. cat. Called, can, let's audit what's his, his building. What's your guy's name? Yo, can Joel, we, holler. Can yeah, we audit? Yeah. We're gonna audit his building. All right? I, no, we gonna ask. We got Yo, and it right got down. everybody in the building. Get swear that. on your wife, you give every single person two hundred. I gave every single person two hundred. Nah, swear that on works your in the I building. Swear on my life, it works in the building. Every, I, mean, no, 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 I say life. No, no, here it is. Here it is. It's coming out. It's coming out. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? <laughs> Not every person that works in that building. Oh, really? Oh. So you give your favorite guy two fifty? Wow. And then yeah. the rest of them what? So that's like two people. The doorman got two hundred. Yeah. Every person in the building got paid by you. The doorman, yes, and the porter. Well, seven, eight of them. The late shift? We got a cleaning staff and shit shift? like that. Hmm. Man, you don't pay them at all? You, you, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you don't get like the leasing <laughs> office? You don't hook them up? <laughs> no, no, no. Y'all got me already, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I'm going to tip the leasing office. Bro, I, I hate this because this guy would, would cry over the littlest shit when we were going out to eat. I know, because I didn't have money at the time. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah so what? had money. And you still looked at that bill <laughs> a little heavy oh, right there. Oh, you're, oh, you're yeah. a bill detective. Son, you were stressed. Oh, you're he's a bill, a bill detective. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I'm still a bill detective. You're not going to charge me some shit I didn't pay for. 
Yo, you got it like that, bro. Yeah, son. You got it like that. Why can't you give him a little extra? Yo, I'll cut when it's, when it's dark in the restaurant, you pull out the light. No, I do that. I do that. You pull the light out? I bust the light out. Yeah, yeah. What's the light mean? What you looking for? To look at the bill, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? It ain't for me. It's for my wife got to see how much this shit costs. Yeah, yeah, right. You ever yeah, see like, the old person that put the glasses on, they get the flashlight That's my dad. My dad will turn up the fucking whole lights in the restaurant. <laughs> and turn the music down. He'll ask for those things. He'll be like, I can't even talk. And then, boom. We're talking. But for real, I put the light on so my wife could see how much them appetizers cost because they think appetizers are free. <laughs> Why don't we order some apps? Why? Okay. I just, well, let's see how much let's it costs. Let's get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just see six. how much it costs. Yeah, exactly. So she needs to see, and then I sign, and then let's get, how much should I tip on that every time? How much do I oh, tip you on ask that? ask other people. No, ask my wife. Uh, how much do you tip on 700? So you're saying that she's cheap? <laughs> Say again? So you're saying she's cheap? She's not cheap. She just needs to know. How much, yeah, yeah. You know That's what I mean? Smart. Uh, That's smart. See? Everybody got to know. No, they're accusing you of being cheap, but it sounds like now you're saying that she's the one telling you what to write. Wow. I mean, yeah, she Ooh. runs it. You know what I mean? <laughs> My wow. wife runs it. That was, you know? that, that was, that was oh, a little yeah, judo move. My oh, wife runs oh, it. You know what I mean? Oh, y'all don't shit. let your lady run the house? You don't trust your ladies? Oh. You know what I mean? Wait, wait. You don't wait, trust wait. your ladies? Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, wait. 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 So you say you're not the cheap tip, but your wife's the cheap tip? That cheap. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about my wife. My wife. I knew I shouldn't have come. Let me tell you something about my wife. My wife not tipping none of y'all if it's up to her. Coffee? She goes, for what? My wife, is, my wife will slide three screens to get to no tip. You know how that shit start off at like 18%, 20%, 25%. She's like, whoop, 30, 35, 40, whoop, no tip. Boom, right in front of a full eye contact, not give a fuck. She don't believe that they deserve to get tipped. Damn, she's like, she's like, they just made me a coffee. What's the point? And like, damn, son. Yeah, you yeah. stole your wife out of your butt. Like, 100%. that is crazy. Yes, 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 yes. She's out here. She's out here putting pressure on motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Calling the business Yo, managers. Miles. Pressure, Miles. None of this gets cut. I'm with you. None of this gets cut, bro. We're going to cut Yo, two. Yo, nah. We're going to cut. None of this gets we gonna cut, We're going to cut one word. We're going to bleep a word okay, or two. We'll bleep a word. We're going to bleep but a nah, word we keep it But the rest, no, no. Everybody need to know. My, she comes correct. She like, comes correct. She comes correct. No, his holiday trip is going to be horrible. <laughs> It's okay. It's gonna be fun. She's gonna be fun. No, no, they're not charging us at the restaurant. She's gonna get coffee in front of you and put a hundred dollars and then just watch. She knows. She knows. She's proud of me. In this moment, she's proud of me. Yeah. This moment, she's proud. This moment, she's proud. Thank you, Andrew, for standing up for me and what I do. She'll never tip for coffee. I had to bully her into tipping. I was. You gotta leave something. She said right in front of barista. I go. She goes for what? I go. They got the coffee and then she goes. That's their job. Son. She this right, is, dog. Thank you. She right, thank dog. you. Hey, she right. You know what I'm saying? Thank she you. Right. Yo, not tipping is the shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Tiffin is hey, communist. Y'all hey, hey, are communists, hey, bro. These are you guys are communists. Andrew shows and Andrew shows alone. Y'all are communists. Hey, Joel, you're going to get you. less money this year. Damn right, Joel. And it's because of these guys right here. No. Yeah, damn right, Joel. <laughs> Joel, you don't deserve it with your electric doors. You know? <laughs> That's a good point. He got electric <laughs> door. What's he not even a doorman? Yeah. <laughs> he's not even the doorman. Yeah, the doorman's AI. Yeah. That is the fuck true. Band yeah, got he ain't even opening a door. To say hello? Okay, listen. Listen, before we end all our friends, we have to. We have to. We have to end this podcast. Pop, is there anything you'd like to tell us? Is there anything you'd like to tell us? You want to wrap this up for us? Yeah, Roger, wrap this up for us. I'm fucking shook right now. How much I'm getting back, Pop? 
You look like you like a teenage girl sitting on her bed I listening know, to pretty Spears. Tell me pretty things. <laughs> I'm still buying. That's all I'm still buying. Still He's buying. Not fucking leaving. Hey, 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 hey! Last time that we did a podcast together, at the end of the podcast, I had to buy a whole Bitcoin. Yeah, but you didn't do it that. Uh, don't don't get puppy. Don't get puppy. I'll go home and I'll buy one. No, 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 no. Right here. Right no, I can't do it on my phone though. Why not? Because I don't put that shit on my phone. Because you can't find the password. You don't even know where your phone is. Where do you do it? Huh? Oh. On the computer. We'll get you a computer. Bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm calling bullshit. You, you sound like Akash right now with like them tips, bro. That sound like Akash with them tips, bro. I'll buy more than that. Why don't you buy a whole point right now, bro? Yeah, Come I'll, on! I'll, I'll, I'll buy one hey, I'll listen, you can you. sell it if you lose money, you can get it back in taxes or something like that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, by the way, yeah. we're going to get done and he's going to have text from his accountant being like, yo, talk to me before you do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not buying nothing, yo, but, but seriously. Right come now, on. the pomp army is listening. They want to see. <laughs> oh, they want to see. A whole coin. Yeah. They want to see a whole coin. I'll do it when I get in from my computer. I'll buy some right now, Pomp, if you buy some. One Oof. full coin. Bu- buy I'm two, not buying no full coin. Buy two, I'm not send allowed. me one. <laughs> <laughs> if you buy a full coin right now, then we're even. But mine's way cheaper than yours. See, if you were smart, you would tell me I got to buy like four. No, but I know it's hurting you more right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy more than that. No, no, but you buy buy one full one during I'm, the I'm looking during at this the pot. on Coinbase right now. You know now. how to open that shit? <laughs> How you, that? Yo, how you open that shit? Help me. Help me. Oh All right, my Pop, God. last chance. Last chance. No, I, I think the big thing is uh, obviously situation <laughs> sucks. <laughs> you know, the too many things you have to think about in any Yo. economy. See ya. Oh, we up, baby. We up, baby. know how many people would just say to me in the street about I know how many people won't buy a Bitcoin right now. That's right. Four of the five of us ain't buying shit right now. I'm misunderstanding. They weren't screaming fiat. They were calling you something else. For, for Yo, costing pop, them pop. thousands of dollars in Bitcoin. Pop, pop, we just need one buy, bro. One buy. You could spike it up. Oh, boy. I don't have anything on my phone. You seriously don't put it on your phone? Nah. Why? It's, it's, uh, it's too big of a security thing. Damn. I gotta take this shit off my phone. Shit. You could lose your phone and someone could hack it. Is that your argument? No, it's just like, it, you guys ever, uh, you get all the text messages now? Like uh, people just text you random yeah, shit? Yeah, dad. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what, no, y'all don't get that. That was real. Forget that. <laughs> right? Like, you get all these statements. I, I don't put anything on my phone. Hmm. Th- think about the risk reward to putting on your phone. Th- there's only a couple things I used to tell people. It's like, yeah. you should do self custom. I'm going to listen intently don't, so you could dig yourself out of this. Don't phone. put the shit on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then the third thing is just don't trade. Don't trade. Like the, the trading shit's crazy to me. I, I know so many people who were like, oh, I bought, you know, uh, five Bitcoin, it was 500 bucks each or whatever. Now I got one Bitcoin. I'm like, oh, damn, did you lose them? They're like, nah, I was trading. So it's like, it's real because it's denominated in Bitcoin. So just don't trade. Take it off the exchanges, self-custody, don't trade. You bought it on don't your phone. phone. I bought it on my phone. With, with you. With you. Yeah, and then you don't have your phone now. <laughs> no, no, your other phone. Damn it. So like, you're actually a great example. Of you're what? a good example of how not to tip, but a good example also of what not to do with Bitcoin. Damn, mm. Man, what? I Did I get attacked <laughs> twice right there? Yeah, 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 bang, bang. Yeah, that was DP. Fuck, that was bro. DP. Bang, yeah. Okay. Bang. Y'all should have never told me the tipping thing. <laughs> Son, this motherfucker don't tip, bro. Uh, <laughs> yo, you, you're a great example of uh, something you put the tip in. Fiat. <laughs> 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 you fiat. 
All I know is that the waiters and waitresses gonna be standing over there yeah. looking around the corner and be like, oh, I ain't loud! I tip! I tip! Okay, listen, th yo, Pompliano, thank you so much for coming on. We love you, brother. Of course. Uh, I tip! Okay, let's end it. Let's end it Listen, uh, we love you, man. We appreciate you. Thank you so of much course. for coming up. I appreciate you so much. This has been Flagrant. Peace.